understand and see that talent, even if he's playing a, a lower level competition. That's true. That's true. Um, I never had a problem with that. Like, I never had a problem with my thing is that if I could see it in person, it never bothered me when a kid was playing against lower level talent because I would just look at the kid. I mean, mm-hmm. he just had to dominate on that level. Like, if, they, if nobody feels that uh, with him, well, he it has to look. That's yeah, you're going in and out, street. You're breaking up. But you got – say it again. You hear me? Oh, you kind of breaking up a little, a little bit. But, no, nah, man, you're right. But you got to – sometimes you got to look at a case. Like, I'm looking at my situation. When I had to transfer from a public school to a private school, it was more because – a lot of people go for grades. You see what I'm saying? They go to a private school just to get their grades right. Shit, I went, hey, hey, I went to private school, so I won't have to take the state test. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, when I when I when I left, I, I transferred from Northern with the pace, and they were like, "Well, you you ain't gotta take the state test." I was like, "What? <laughs> I ain't going back. Oh man, I should have been. <laughs> no. You gotta get me back in public school." I wear uniform every day. <laughs> yep. But yeah, nah, I mean, and then like the staff, um, James Cody and them, you know, they did offer him. Um, but you know, that was um basically the year Al Golden got fired during the season. You know what I'm saying? So once the, um, once my Rick got here, you know, they basically reevaluated all the offers that was going out, and they felt comfortable with the receivers that they knew was coming in, which was Amar Richards, Sam Bruce, um, Deontay Mullins, and um, what's the guy named? Um, he came from Juco. Harold was it Harris or something? Harold, something like that. He was like six four, so they they felt comfortable about all four of those guys. Yeah, and I am be honest, it's hard. Hey, Metcalf is good, but hey, you know, Amon used to put up a number, but it's hard to pick out of those two. It's, it might sound crazy. They like what Metcalf, but no. Nah. And I'm talking about coming at the same age, the same time they played, boy. Amon probably better than him. Yeah, so I mean, like like I say, like I said earlier, it was like Kane's fans always say, Oh man, keep the talent home. So we did that that year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um obviously uh for two of the guys who well, three of them who came, it didn't work out for them guys. Um and then Amar ended up getting injured, but you know, um they did what y'all wanted them to do. They kept the talent home. And now this story come out, now everybody's upset and mad and crying. Like, okay, what do y'all want? Do you want them to keep the talent home or do you just want them to go get the best players? Now, watch this, y'all. y'all I'll tell y'all a story back then, right? About around that time when um, the year before uh, Pope had gotten to Miami. I had a kid for them, right? I had a kid for them. It was actually my stepson from my uh, past relationship, and he played at Plant High School, right? Now, listen to this, uh, 
it was he played at Plant High School. He was a year ahead of Pope. He came out with uh the year Hartley came out. I'm like, man, y'all need to offer him. Now he put up numbers. He made first team all state. You see what I'm saying? He had twenty one touchdowns, like sixteen hundred yards in the season. He was him and uh when they did the overall all state ranking for every classification, you know how they coming up with that. It was him and Jerry Drew that had the best um stats. So he ended up his senior, he ended up going to Indiana. He played at Indiana. You saw what Indiana was doing the past couple of years. And he put up numbers. He ended up making his junior, he made all big ten. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. I'm talking about bro, he put up numbers, bro. I worked this bro. I, I put like he put up numbers this senior year. I'm like, Miami, y'all won't offer him? I'm like, he's the absolute shit. In yards, he probably had he was, I think it was second up a third in the state in yards. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and he ended up going to Indiana and made all big ten at receiver. You probably you ever saw uh, he was number one walk figure for Indiana. Walk, walk, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know the name. I know the name. I, I remember who you're talking about. Yeah, I trained him ever since he was little. <laughs> yeah, he stayed in the same. I mean, place. but you know the staff was going crazy about Sam Bruce. They was going crazy about De- Deontay Mullins. And Amara Richard, they was literally going crazy about those three guys. So like, um, you couldn't go wrong when you got those three guys. It was like, oh boy, we finna have us a receiving core. Um, and then you got the um, the receiving um out the portal. I mean, not the portal out the, the JUCO Harold. He was like six four, I think, something like that. Um, you know, man. And then Dugans, Dugans, Ron Dugans was the receiver coach, so. Uh, I don't even know how you guys feel about that because we I took him nine other Dukas. I had when Dukas there, I took him nine up with me. So Dukas could see him like Dukas. Like, bro, what y'all don't see? Like, if you if I show you his highlight tape X in high school, you like, how he got out of Florida? Yeah. I mean, and that's 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 my point right there. Like, okay, you could have took the kid from Florida, but y'all mad that y'all didn't take the kid from um, Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Metcalf, you know, nobody really knew he was going to be what he is in the NFL because he wasn't like that that good at um, Ole Miss. He was good, but not like. No, he doing the NFL. He definitely didn't. Yeah, he had the same number. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He got to the NFL and was like, oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? Not He wasn't like that at Ole Miss. So it wasn't a bad take. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why, that why you got to keep the hometown coaches here, too, because Kevin was the uh, receivers coach before Dugans. Kevin probably would have got him. I'm just saying. I'm tell- if I put up his highlight tape, y'all saw him in high school. Shit, you, if I put up his highlight tape at at, at Indiana, honestly, if he would have been at Miami the years his day, he probably would have been the best receiver on the, on the, uh, on the team. But sometimes you can't get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get everybody. I just think, um, you know, man, over the past years, man, we had some bad evaluation talent-wise. Uh, I think they um, didn't do their homework on a lot of those kids. They just let, like, the crew services do them for them. So. I'm not surprised nobody ain't come up with an all-athlete recruit service. None but athletes really breaking down these kids. It's athletes. 
I mean, that's that would be the perfect scenario, but you know, man, you know who runs it, man. Them, some of them people ain't never played sports in their life, but they got all the resources to 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 make the calls on what an athlete is supposed to be. That sound better now. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, am I clear, Lance? You hear me now? Yeah. You, no, you good. Yeah, ain't mine we can hear home, you. Hey, home, you ain't clear, but I got AirPods. I got AirPods. AirPods Pros over here. <laughs> I'm not clear, Kyle. You were. It was a little staticky, but you straight now. It sound a little better. Yeah, get you better. Get some better. Hey, street, go ahead and get you some better head. Um, that street. Ain't got no head, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, that idea that you just came up with, Lance, with our athletes recruiting the kids, I mean, rating the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Two months ago, a guy reached out to me, Um, said they had been looking at Footballville for a while. They wanted to be a part of the their business, um, their platform, mm-hmm. and that, that's what it was. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was it was a platform that was created. It had all pro athletes. Um, I think the uh, the guy from the what, the guy from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what's the guy name who who do all of for the Baltimore Ravens? Um, done a real good job. What's his name, man? He's he kind of that format, man. And and they were going to they were going to rate they were going to have players rate the kids. He in Baltimore now or you talking about used to be in Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore, I think. Um oh, I was gonna say Ozzy. I thought you were talking about Ozzy. Right, 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 Ozzy. Oh, uh, it was Ozzy. Yeah, it was Ozzy. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, see, and that's what the platform was. Um I don't know what happened to the dude. Dude just disappeared out of nowhere, man. But yeah, they wanted us to be a part of it. Um they were gonna be nationwide. Uh it was black owned and that was the concept. So that's funny you say that. Mm-hmm. That's a great one because you're getting people who really know athletes and can really sit at the table and, all right, this kid right here, he, he good. So you can kind of tell, man, but you got to look. When some, of these, when some of these boys out here ranking these boys, they butted butter. They might be cool with the coach. You got some hey, You got some coaches that pay, uh, pay one of them boys to, uh, to put their kid, like get their kid ranked high. Right. Um, I'm trying to put some more people on. Well, I'm doing what I do on the back end. But today, man, we interviewed Darren Smith, man. I, um, well, I interviewed Darren Smith. Um, played at University of Miami with, yeah, arguably one of the best linebacking cores ever in college football. Are they the best? No, nah, I don't think it was no better, man. Not, not I don't think statistically wise, and not um on paper. Both like. They did what they did. Yeah, Michael Barrow. You had Michael Barrow. You had Jesse Armstead, and you had Darren Smith. Um, yeah, I don't think it was. I, I don't remember as much as I've been watching football. Uh, a linebacker core better than those three. Hey, and all three of them boys went on to win Super Bowls, ain't it? I don't know, if Michael Barrow. Know that? Okay, so Michael Barrow and Jesse Armstead went. I don't think they won though. And they went with the Giants or no? No, no, no. They didn't win with the Giants. Oh damn. Um, oh so yeah, Smith got Smith was with the Cowboys. Yeah, Smith got his with the Cowboys. Barrow, I think Jesse and Barrow was uh they got to the Super Bowl, they lost to Baltimore though. Um and that's about it. I don't think they went again after that.
Who we got? We got um, Mama Kelly in there. If you could bring her in, I don't know, man. I think my Twitter tripping. You want to add Mama Kelly? Um, okay. Medi, bring just bring Medi in too. Um, I don't see Medi. I was looking for him. He right there. I done invited him twice. But no, nah, I sat down with Darren Smith, man, and uh, that that was a great interview. It seemed like he was ready to talk. We have been trying. We've been trying to track him down. Uh. For months, and Mama Kelly was there also. Uh, we got some stuff we're doing with Mama Kelly, but we were trying to track him down for months now, and we just kept missing each other. And he finally came this morning, man. And when he started telling them stories, man, about Randy Shannon and Barrow hitting Vandover, that was Barrow hit Vandover, right? Um, Barrow, that was Barrow, yeah, about Barrow hitting Vandover. And seeing blood coming out of Vandover's nose and how it got him hyped. <laughs> um, I realized I was like, man, this dude, like, like he's like undetected. He coached at Shamanah. Like, we, you don't recognize him when you see him, but he's done a lot, man. Two national championships, two Super Bowls. And he's one of the most humble dudes I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, humble, dog. Like, where did that interview come out? It's almost as if every every step of his life, he felt he wasn't supposed to be there. But a great interview, man. That's um, that's gonna come out, and that should be coming out soon. Well, we're gonna put that one together. That should be coming out soon. But that was a good, good interview with Dan Smith, man. Yeah, you in here now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I added him. Okay. Yeah, man, I ain't got no adding power tonight. I don't know what's going on. So, as you're trying to say, you're, you're saying that, listen, we kept, we went for the home kids and DK Metcalf just was the odd man out. Yeah, he was the odd man out. Um, they wanted the home, I mean, the fans wanted the hometown kids and the coaches wanted them too. So, it was just, hey, man, let me keep, let me keep my good graces with uh the home, you know what I'm saying, the homegrown kids instead of getting a kid from out of state who um you, you can't really tell. You know what I'm saying? But at least the fans gonna be happy with the hometown kids. So. Hey, but you you know what you gotta attach to that too? It ain't it ain't always just oh we we missed this guy. We also had a strong lack of development. So we can't necessarily say the guys that we got in ain't the guys that we should have, you know what I mean? They probably should have been here, but we we was lacking development for a long time, bro. True, true, definitely, and then especially at that receiver position. No, that's just that's true. That's that's true. Um, I think Al Golden is going to be some. I can't look like. Did we ever figure out who it was that actually was supposed to be recruiting? Um, DK Metcalf. Yeah, it's no. It was Coley and um Kevin Beard. Cody, Kevin Beer, and um, Bad, 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 do y'all think now that I know y'all probably talked about it, but I wasn't in here a couple of days. Do y'all think Rambo should have stayed? Do we think Rambo? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think. I mean, I've been saying he should have stayed too. because I said that too. of the number of receivers that was coming out. I say, man, he ain't. Right. He stayed one more year. He got drafted. Yeah, he stayed one more year. He gets drafted. Even if even if he run that four five again, because I'm pretty sure that's the reason he ain't getting drafted. Yeah, he, he, ain't has so yeah. he has the same production he has. Yeah. Uh, of course, he had for him to get drafted. He had to run a four three. Yeah, mm. I, think he, I think he came out with an absolutely free class. Yeah, he came. Man, still, he came out with like forty receivers that offer him better numbers than him. Like that's yeah. cool, but you ain't gonna find. I can't. I'm sorry, but you can't find me forty be, forty better than him. Besides, just you know the combine numbers and shit. That shit crazy to me. Right, I'm with you. I mean, look, they not they drafting me of your potential at receiver. They don't care if you go out there and catch two two thousand yards with the passes. Yeah, yeah, they draft. They drafting off. They 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 drafting off my combine. Shit, they ain't yeah. looking at me side. They ain't looking at me not being able to be guarded one on one by these other corners and shit. But that's how the draft is. The draft funny like that. So, but you got to You got to look when you go in the camps, man. And they not real, boy. You can see some some uh, players come in. Them boy put a number, and when you go to camp with them boy, you like boy. <laughs> I know it's the system. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so you gotta. Sometimes them scouts be knowing. I give them that. Sometimes them scouts know. Okay, this he really just a system player. So I think he should have did it like one more year. Even though he came from Oklahoma, he came from a system over there. I think he should have did one more year. That boy would have got drafted. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I always said I thought he should have came back. Um, and I'm big on want to get your cash. Now I but, can't blame you. But. And then you tell him you, but you tell him to come back to this to, to that staff. I don't know, bro. Oh no! <laughs> to what staff? <laughs> to the staff from last year. That, 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 that's true. Well, yeah, because that's true. That's true. Because he did, he yeah. did, he did um declare before they fired. Uh, Sometimes man. you gotta know situations, goddamn. So, you gotta be smart about the shit. You gotta know when your coach gonna <laughs> get fired. <laughs> I mean, but I can't hey, look, listen. I was, I was telling all the players, even some of the players' parents, like, yeah, you know, maybe finna get fired. Like, finna get fired. Like, man, you man, show the players be knowing that shit though. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do, but can can you read the room? But but you saying even the class? Did y'all saying the class was deep in wide receiver? Man, this 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 wide receiver class was deep, deep, man. <laughs> like well, deep. I, even that right there should have kind of like deterred them. But I guess, man, when you go through the rigmarole of college ball, you 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 up and down. You in Oklahoma now, you can't find the field. Now you in Miami. I, I guess, man, eventually it, it gets tiresome. You know what I'm saying? But remember, remember, he remember, remember um, what game that was? I, I forget what game it was when he caught a touchdown and he was like, "Oh, um, y'all should have had me up for top receiver in the nation." And from that moment, I was like, "Yeah, he finna leave. He gonna leave because he thinks he's one of the best receivers in the nation." Well, that's the thing. What what else do I have? What else do I got left to prove? I ain't saying y'all wrong, and I ain't saying he wrong or anything. But I understand where. I mean, I know we all understand where he was coming from last year. Like, what else I got to prove? I don't came to UM, broke all these records. Whoop whoop. Shit, the money looking good, man. Uh, you know, you you feeling that momentum, you feeling yourself a little bit. So, you know, that's true, man. But you still got, you still should consult. You still got to consult somebody about um leaving early, cause um not to say anything that's against him or is wrong with him, but he's not. If you look at him, his he's not. He don't pass the eye test like he's just so physically gifted that you want him. Like you saying, oh, he's just another receiver. I see, I see, I see like a hundred of them guys right now. At the same time, it was it was a lot of reports coming out from like 
the um uh what what what, what game he went to the see, the All American Bowl and stuff that he was cooking people we were seeing highlights mm-hmm. he, was, he was doing things on tape that had in front of NFL scouts that had them like yo this dude kind of so that's why everybody was kind of other consensus that like he ain't gonna be top three rounds but he at least gonna get a look like somebody gonna pick him up yeah so I thought I fifth at least bro yeah and so it's not like he was completely like like a four or five or shit like. Some of the catches you were making was, was incredible catches against some, some, some yeah, decent, I mean, not I, great. I, decent. I thought, I thought, I, well, I knew John Ford would get picked up. But I didn't know he would get picked up that late. I thought Ford would be like fifth. I thought Ford now, see, and Bubba, I thought Ford and Bubba would do like fifth round. Rambo, I thought he'd do like fifth, sixth. Um, I mean, but I, I don't know, man. I guess. They looked at them, um, the, the 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 pro day man. They were like, man, we, we them guys don't look like that. Hey, that's but the, the name you just said—that's a perfect example, though, because they looked at, they just looked at what they they looked at what they wanted to see. They ain't look at production because for Ford to be the only one to get drafted, I was like, Ford? I did not expect that man to get drafted. But you yeah. can't teach whatever it is, six six three thirty, whatever year. You, you can't teach that. Can't, yeah, you certainly can't teach six five. Can't teach that. Like you can, you can show show some things. And that's it. But e six five mm. two three twenty. All right, man, he gonna do something. You know man, <laughs> <laughs> even if he could just be fat, stay on the line. That's you know, fuck it, just clog up a hole. But uh, who was that? Was it Lance or X? One of y'all said y'all felt that Rambo had to run like a four three to get drafted. You don't think a four four would have did it? A four four. I said, I said, Hardy needed to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rambo, I thought a four four would have been. I think that would have been draftable, Lance. You think so? Kyle, you got this. Is this is the fastest collective group of wide receivers in NFL history? Wow! Like, like collectively, (laughs) like. All right, I'm gonna give y'all four now. All right, let me give y'all normal. You got, you got, you got to know. Like, okay, I'm gonna go back now. I'm gonna go back, and y'all, it's a kid who got drafted. I've been watching him play since he was in JV, on JV at Plant High School. And he played with my stepson. My stepson was the best one on the team. Now, the receiver on the other side of him, I used to always watch. I'm like, boy, hey, I'm going to tell you his name. I'm like, man, he could play. He's straight. These schools overlooking him. You know what I'm saying? I used to always, we used to watch film. We used to be breaking down film. I used to tell my stepson, like, man, listen, schools overlooking him. He's like, nah, man, he be. He be, he be, uh-uh, man. He be tripping sometime, man. He be tripping. I said, man, listen now. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you what I see. I say, watch. School's going to slip on him. School slipped on the man. He ain't get drafted. I'm talking about he had no D1 schools, really, you might always say. And the kid ended up being the second pick in the second round this year. Christian Watson, who played at South North Dakota State. And I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. yeah this, this is now. He played for the same team that Plant team played when they played St. Thomas. They got blew out in the state championship. When Plant played St. Thomas, he was the other receiver. He was number five, bro. He and I just saw the talent, but I'm like, somebody got to work with him. Look, this boy, the second pick in the second round this past year, went to the Green Bay Packers. So, a lot of man, a lot of people. You gotta know how to you gotta know how to spot talent, man. He sit I saw six three. He could run. I said he just needs somebody to really work with him. 
Man, that boy went to North. He had Trey Lance as a quarterback. And I'm talking about he probably was a one star coming out of high school. I know. Um, speaking, I, I spoke with a couple of former players and then like some scouts. Um, one told me like he said, yeah, he didn't think that the UM um, players were properly prepared for pro day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, they're not properly prepared for pro day, then they, you know, that's like a failure. So I don't know, was that up to the staff to get them properly prepared or is that up to the individual? Um, because at, at that point, you know, you're not really working with the school no more. You're working with individuals to get you prepared. Hey, man, the, the way I always look at that is, man, those drills never change, bro. It never changed. We know what those drills are right now in the ninth grade, in the tenth grade, in the eleventh grade. They never change. Like you could work on two twenty-five your whole life and be ready for that day. So you saying you saying it shouldn't matter if they wasn't properly prepared? It's almost like knowing the, knowing what the test gonna be, right? Your whole life, you know what the test gonna be. So when do you start preparing for it? Lance, where you at? Am I looking at this wrong? You know what the test is going to be. You're going to have to run the 40. You're going to have to do 225. Yeah, no, I ain't wrong. That's why I said, I think, do you think a lot of these kids training early for it now? Because I know when I grew up, I ain't trained at all. I know. It's like, it's like everybody want to go to the league, but every, nobody ain't thinking about training for that, that test to go to the league. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Nah. Nah, I have my, that's what happened to um, a cousin of mine because he, he left his junior year and I was like, bro, why you didn't just stay your senior year? Because it was like, you know, they was projecting like the next year's like first round uh, corners and stuff and they had his name in there. So I was like, well, why you ain't you 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 sure you want to leave? You don't want to stay, bro? Look what they got you. Bro. He said, bro, I already know. If I can go to the combine and kill the drills, I'm good. Like in his mind, he already knew I'm practicing for the drills. He wants nothing else. Now, be damn, he did. Went to the combine, ran the four three, third round pick. So you, I mean, you're right, Streeter. You gotta, you 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 know what the test is. Go ahead and study for the test. Fuck everything else. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying what, what, what scouts were saying. Like, you know, they wasn't properly prepared. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know what the test is, but um, maybe you get somebody out there to train you to run the 40. Yeah, because everybody, every, you, I guess, Lance, you can speak for this. The sporting community, it, it ain't what's so big. Everybody know who the best trainers is. Everybody know who the best whatever. Whoop, whoop. So you know where to go. Or you know who to look for. It ain't no reason to just pick somebody about out of uh, out of a barrel. You at UM, you could have called anybody that just left UM and said, hey, man, where should I go to train or who should I contact whoop, whoop, or your agent? That's really what your agent should be doing, stuff like that. So, like, I, I'm kind of side with Streeter. Don't get me wrong. I feel like you, you only know what you know, but at the same time, it ain't like the resources are not there. But Kyle, you know, at the same time, go ahead. at the same time, we, we got to also look at what is what is UM's draft history? Who, who what dependable resources do we have? that has recently been drafted, proven that we can say, you know, oh, like, like, for example, Greg Rousseau mm-hmm. or Jalen Phillips, right? First round draft picks in the shortened season. I think they just had a lot of the, like pretty much the most production for the two bookends 
um, for that year. And and the year that the year that uh, Greg got drafted, he didn't even play. Like he sat out. So when we ha- when we asked that question, what reliable resources can we really say? Greg sat out to just train to be a first round draft pick. That's one guy. Who, what other resources can we say? If I'm a wide receiver, right? Who else can we say? Hey, I know for a fact that this guy's gonna be the guy that's gonna help. Well, I mean, that's 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 easy. Like number one, you just gave your answer. He could. I'm pretty sure he could have got with Russo and find out where he trained, who he trained with. I'm sure wherever Russo was training, he wasn't training by himself. But right. like again, this is um kid. The, the guys don't get me wrong. It ain't like I'm saying they was all welcome on the field like they used to. But these guys are back and forth, you know, at the facility. Ed Reed is back and forth at the facility. There was plenty of guys you can you can holler at to find a good right. trainer for the uh, combine. Drew Rosenhaus is around all the time. Man. You telling me Rosenhaus Sports couldn't tell you where to go? Yeah, they around all the time. Not real. Listen, man, we got Mama Kelly in here, right? I don't care. Every time Nigel Lee Kelly curse, he got to go do 225 10 times. It's like, I don't care how you do it. You got all the time in the world to practice it. You go find you go to find you go find the best person to make you live 225. You go find the best track guy in Miami and, and, and train 40 with him once a month. Dog, it's just so much time you have, but I guess their kids, they're running around, they ain't thinking about it, and boom, it's test time. And and, and now you got two weeks, three weeks, and you've been waiting for this your whole life. Hey, before you go on street, I'm gonna say this. Um, I wanna say this to Medi. Um, I, you know what I think, Medi too, it it, it it comes back to just like the culture of the program kids are i'm not saying this is what they did i'm not saying that at all but you got a lot of kids that were ready to like rest on their laurels you see how many guys would have a decent year and jump to the league like they don't did something so that's that might have been the same mindset that man i you know i went to um i played i was a starter whoop the whoop all right man i'll be ready you know what i'm saying they, they might have been or people might have been putting that in their ear like dude you this you that you don't did this you don't did that and they probably didn't they probably weren't wasn't as hungry which is one of the complaints we've been kind of saying about this team you know period and so maybe that does carry over to the guys that are leaving as well that that was the point i was getting at to be honest with you is that it, it was a little bit too much wrestling in your laurels and, and thinking that they shit no stink before really it was anything proven like um but at the end of the day i'm, I'm crying over spilled milk all that stuff is over with you know what i'm saying street say nightmares over i think <laughs> The, the the caliber of, of of the of the coaching staff guy as well as um, just having someone who or having guys who are now more focused and look like having having leadership that's pushing those guys into the direction of all right this is this is it like the standard here the floor here is putting out top three rounders you know what I'm saying I think that's going to be a huge deal in the future so um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm not really trying to uh, dwell on the past too much. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, it is fr- it is frustrating to see things like that, you know what I'm saying, sitting there hoping and wishing that, that this streak doesn't get, this streak doesn't get torn down. Because I've seen it. I've seen it with a couple of years ago when it happened te- with Texas. Um, I think that was under Charlie Strong, and then it happened again mm-hmm. um, with uh, Texas under Steve Sarkeesian this year. So, it, it's it speaks volumes about your program and the status of your program and those things are happening. And so I just, I just want to make sure that we, we doing our due diligence as far as getting, uh, getting guys who are, who care about 
you know, like, like Shree said, having an answer to the test and making the most of their time here because this, hey, this is that four years, go, three or four years going to fly by quicker than you realize. It flies it by. Yep. And when it does, and you sitting there like, God damn, why am I not in the show for this? Like, like you, you kind of, it kind of gets you a little bit. So I, I'm always going to root for everybody as a king, man, whoever with you on their chest, on the side of their helmet, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to make sure that these guys understand that. Like, like you said, Street, like this, this is, this is not something that to be taken lightly because it's a perfect example. And Mario can use that as a teaching tool next, next season. Like, you walk out thinking you had, I know, I put a first round out. Everybody else can't say that, you know what I'm saying? So do it that which you will, but that's all I had. Good insight, Kyle. <laughs> nah, man. It's just, that's how I always looked at that. Um, I understand a lot of kids are, kids gonna be thinking, kids be thinking about today. You know what I'm saying? I totally understand that. Um, they really don't be thinking about the future all the time. Um, but that was how I always looked at that. Uh, two things, man. We got Nigel Kelly, uh, pinned at the top is his, uh, website. Y'all go support Nigel Kelly website. He got, um, he got cars and t-shirts on there. If Mama Kelly in here, man, she could tell us what else is on there. That's pinned at the top. 9k9k.com um and also we got up there nfts man we gave away a thousand dollars this week uh to a to a winner the first round of nfts we put out if you brought more than three we put you in the hat and raffled it off live and that video i'm gonna pin that video at the top because i know people thought we was capping um and we gave away a thousand dollars uh to somebody who brought more than i think they brought four nfts out out of our first batch that we put out, and we just put out another NFL batch, um, a thousand dollars to uh, and it was Ross won it, and um, we was live I think yesterday, and, and we did it live. Um, the whole giving back thing with the NFT thing, we're just trying to get get people riled up, get people excited about the future of NFTs and investing, and and those things, um, because before you know it big business is going to be in there and, and they're going to take over the space and then it's going to, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be like everything else. Um, so that's why my profile picture is like a, I don't know. I don't know. I was absent that day. I don't know what shape that is, but because if you click it, it takes you to our NFTs. It's, it's not a circle like everybody else. Um, if you have Twitter added that, if you click it, I hope Elon Musk don't take it, take that back. Yeah, if you click it, it take you to the NFTs. X. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, they, what they about to do with the numbers? They about to add more numbers. You see the NCAA don't woke up now. Not NCAA don't woke up. Talking about they got the fears out here looking for. Hey, the but remember, remember, <laughs> I, I was telling y'all that um, things, things, are, the numbers weren't going. The numbers are going to be kind of crazy until 2024, which is what the NCAA basically said today. Um, adding from 25, to, going from 25 to 32, basically saying you still have kids who did, who, who's, who's still in school from that COVID year um, that stayed in, that, that didn't count. So um, now you could have a 32 scholarship limit when you recruit kids. Uh, which helps you win because we all we we never go over that twenty five limit. 
So that 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 should help you win um Mario uh, especially you could probably get 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 um a few more players from out the um the transfer portal that we that that can use to help the team. Where the NCAA been at, man? They just popped up like they <laughs> they was on vacation or something. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's a lot of noise going on and, and you know, UM is definitely in the forefront of it, uh, especially with this NIL stuff. Um, they're trying to keep control of, of college football, which pretty much the NCAA going to be dead in a couple of years, man. Um, uh, once the major schools realize that, that they don't need the NCAA, uh, we're going to have something new coming on soon. That's that's why they're trying to keep quiet. It's like when your mama come home and y'all ain't cleaned up and she whooping one kid, you try to hope she don't notice that you in the corner. They're trying to be quiet when all this NIL and all this stuff going on. Now they don't want to get involved in none of this shit. So hey, listen, well, I didn't jump into the portal. Go ahead. You got something to say? Well, I was gonna say now they're trying to, I guess, you know, a bunch of people complaining about um the NIL, the way some booster donors are going about um the business of it and um again you almost in the front is in the front of it like they use it they trying to use you as an example the same way they did in the early 90s when they made the video about you basically telling showing every school not to be you this is i don't we don't want y'all to be there ruiz out here dick swinging and they mad that's what yeah, it is you know what I'm saying? so again yeah. you almost back in the front of uh, but the, the crazy thing is they don't understand what Ruiz is doing. Ruiz is going about it the legal way. You know what I'm saying? He's using his business. He's he's not using himself or the money he donated to University of Miami to get kids. He's using his business. And they're using their name and like images for his business. Um, once yeah. they understand that, they will understand that that's but, what the NIL is made for. Yeah, but that's last night, one o'clock last night on there. Street of your shit, break it up again. Okay, let me let me do something else. Hey, but X, I'm glad you said that because look, I think I think Ruiz is the only person out here. When I hear somebody get an NIL NIL deal, I say life wallet. Because he attached life wallet to everything else. I don't hear nobody else doing that. And that's really the purpose of it. You're supposed to be helping yourself as well when you're doing your NILs and shit. But he's the only one I know I can you I'm getting it. Life wallet. Life wallet. I don't I don't really know. Maybe I don't pay much attention, but I haven't heard anybody else across the country that I can just attach an NIL to uh to an actual brand or business. Yeah, I think besides um I know USC, they 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 got um I forget the dude's name, but he has a business and that's doing doing something out there our west coast but um yeah mostly everybody else they're getting caught up with the school because they're saying you know like they're giving nil deals but it still has some dealing with the school opposed to you know life wallet don't have anything to do with universal money so i mean it, it is what it is man i, I would think they will understand that Ruiz is a lawyer. So it's not like he's going to try to cheat. Like he's a lawyer. So he knows, let me go about it the right way. Probably right. trying the loopholes to go about it. But that's what I, that's, that's what I appreciate about him. You can't, um, you can't, um, 
you know what I'm saying? You can't, ain't nothing he can really, I ain't gonna say he can't get in trouble for it, but he knows all the ins and outs. You know, we got a team of lawyers here. So, you know, that's one advantage we got on everybody too. Yeah, I just was laughing. All, all day yesterday I was laughing because, you know, uh, other fans and rivals felt like, oh yeah, we gonna, they, the NCAA, they gonna, gonna put a stop to, put a stop to who? <laughs> Hey, Ruiz be like, go ahead, go ahead. I'll send so much paperwork to you. He's like, go ahead, try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing I, I, I've learned in life is, man, you don't want to get into it with a lawyer who knows his paperwork, man. That give you a headache every day. Mm. So but, what, what's your what's your opinion about the NIL overall? Like just just how you know right now it's the wild wild west and um. I really don't understand or see how how can you put a cap on this? You 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 open this Pandora box. I don't know how you're gonna close the shit. I mean, okay, so I'm loving it. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, big corporations always smother the smaller corporations. It's plain and simple. That's just what that's how life is. So, um, other schools who don't have people in place for NIL deals that that's just on them. You know what I'm saying? I, they made it legal for you to provide for college students. You know what I'm saying? So UM was probably one of the first ones to start the NIL stuff last year with, with, with Derek King. And they made it where they still, you know what I'm saying, um, got other people able to provide outside of going uh, outside of dealing with university of miami so i'm loving it man i'm just like hey just keep it going yeah i'm with it i just i just know that it's gonna be a it ain't gonna be a sustainable model when you start seeing like that like, like whatever they say nico is supposed to get and they talk about addison getting three million i ain't against nobody making money and make all the money you can it's just that Right, man, that's just, yeah, I don't know, man, because you got some people that can't control themselves. Like you, Florida State stupid ass trying to get all this money to get uh, 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 Mims and shit. You trying to find money that you don't have for what? Attack? What the hell is that going to do for you? I mean, like, it's, I don't know, bro. See, now, that's where, that's where it comes into play where the NIL, the NIL rules will happen. Um, they get, they having donors and boosters basically raising money for players now that's the problem they saying that's that's not what nil was made for you know what i'm saying nil was made for if you have a legitimate business you can offer a kid a a, a deal right so basically the market your business basically the sponsorship yeah marketing I mean, your business that's what it is yeah marketing your business so um Again, like it's been going on. Other schools are doing stuff like that, but you know, it's just they don't want you women to do it. So I think um Ruiz ain't my, scared. <laughs> my two cents on it is I feel like, especially with um Emmert's abrupt announcement of uh, of his retirement next summer, I think I think Emmert was was the old guy in the room who was for a long time trying to put a stop to this. For whatever reason, ruining integrity of sport, whatever he, he whatever you know, two cents we want to put out there. And I'll be remiss if I said it for a long time I, I kind of felt that way, but at, at this point now, I'm I'm of the belief that he became the odd man in the room. And I think a lot of people who was around him 
in that in that room as far as the NCAA goes were the ones who was kind of telling him like what was going on. And I think he he got frustrated with, with, with how this is going and decided to gracefully bow out. But I also think that he he kind of did it on purpose. The timing was was pretty uh significant in my opinion because I feel like like I said in uh in the um in the group man, I feel like he he outgolden the next person that comes in here. I don't think he really had a plan or had any idea about how to make a plan in regards to doing this. I think he was kind of like, fuck this, y'all deal with it. I'm out. And the person who's in it is gonna have to, yeah, figure out how to how to put a cap on it, how to kind of make it so that these kids aren't getting um pimped out from high school. Cause I think that's that's what's gonna cause a huge rift in the in the system, especially with the differences in between the different states. Some states you can talk to the kid, you know what I'm saying, in high school, you can give them an I an deal in high school, other states is not not so much. And so I think now we have we in a position where we we have to find a way to to A cap it and B limit who it is that we send these deals to. And you guys are right, this is a it's supposed to be a business. You, you're using your name, image, and likeness to promote a business. So if they make the NCAA game for 2023, which they are, you're you're lending your name, image, and likeness in the game, and and in a in a in a deal to basically be able to be featured in the game and get some compensation for it. So. Yeah, I think when people start, I think a lot, a lot of people kind of think this is just a, a cash grab. A lot of these athletes just kind of running to see who who can offer the most money. So yeah, I definitely think we got to figure out where to cap it so that it's not just people kind of you know. I, I think the only way the only way you're going to be able to do that is if the NCAA start treating them like employees and, and paying them, but then you collect the collectively bargain the NIL stuff like you know we all get a split from the NCAA game or whoop whoop. Which is what they should have did in the beginning, but now now they fucked up. But you know, okay, so now here's the ticket: the NCAA can't treat them as employees because the NCAA still saying calling them amateur athletes, which is why the NIL deals come from outside businesses. The outside businesses treat them as employees. Hmm. I mean, because right, but that, but they're set up, they can't they can't turn it unless they just totally restructure it, but. You see, the, you see these numbers now. Um, Addison went from what they said three million in the house. Now they claim. Yeah, I mean that, that was that was just a that was Texas. a troll too. That was a troll too. Nobody's that hey. was uh, somebody just made that up and then they end up deleting the whole account. That was a troll. So, so three million in the house, right? They said you see USC off them, right? I don't know how true that is. That's I mean that's a lot for a one year player. Um, it is. It, it is. He's not. He's not any player though. He's he's a Randy Belitnikov winner. So, and he came back to college. Right. Um. So let's say one of those is true because this is what I believe. I believe those you're going to see those numbers eventually. Um. Roy said it last night, man. It is, it is the Wild Wild West, and we don't we don't know what these players are worth, right? But these numbers keep going up and up and up. But I tell you this, like Mitty just talked about NCAA college football. I wanted to play with Ricky Williams. And I lived in Miami. How much was Ricky Williams worth on that game? How many games did they sell? Those kids are worth a pretty penny, bro. 
Because we all watch the college game and say sometimes, I like college more than I like football. Raise your hand if you say, I like college more than I like in NFL. There's a lot of people that watch the college game and like it more than they like the NFL. Especially if you're in a city without a protein. Right. How much are these kids worth? We're about to find out. Oh, Mama Kelly, y'all about to find out. We're going to find out <laughs> what these numbers is. I mean, I mean, okay. So they, you, you, you never would know how much they were. Um, just look, just look back at Texas and then with Johnny Manziel. Um, the whole stadium had on a number of Johnny Manziel jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, just, just say each jersey sold for fifty dollars, and they, right. they stadium holds one hundred and twelve thousand. Right, right, right. Everybody got on Johnny Manziel jerseys. Mama, you, know you going to say something? Yeah, we're gonna find how much they were too because you can guarantee that they're gonna have downloadable content calling back to all those players, Reggie Bush, Ricky. Them dudes gonna get NIL deals too. Like they they absolutely gonna try to cash out on what they missed out when the game first first was out. (laughs) Guarantee it. It's gonna be like, hey, you pay twenty dollars, you can get DLC with Ricky Williams, Reggie Bush. Guarantee it. Well, they, well, what they'll do, it'll be like a conversation um, with the, with the, with the game. Like each, each player, each former player of NCAA, if you played in, in, in college football, you would get like some some form of payment. Um, and I think I don't see them going it. backwards. I don't see them going backwards. If they put out a game, like somebody said in 24, they're just going to go from what's on the game. So like some years, I mean, some games like in Madden, they'll have an all Madden team. And it'll be old players on there. I think they'll if it's something like that on there, they'll compensate those that's on like an all pro team that's on NCAA. I don't see them going backwards because then now you got to pay out too much money. Well, that, that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Like Reggie Bush, them like all the high profile guys. That's what they're gonna have. They're gonna have to do that because the downloadable content for them is gonna be more money for them as well. So you're not gonna necessarily mind Thanks. paying the players because it's gonna it's gonna add to you know what you're selling the game for. They're gonna sell a dumbass kid the game for fifty and then make him download some more shit for another fifty. So they don't really care. Yeah, they what's what they where they're gonna make their money, they're gonna take they're gonna go um with probably with the layout of like Fortnite where you gotta pay for the skin. So every additional uniform you get or helmet or um, to get, be able to get these socks and these wristbands and stuff like that, they, you're probably going to have to pay more for that stuff in order to be able to keep up with the revenue to pay all of these players that you're going to have to pay. My fault, Mama Kelly, if I wasn't clear, that's what I meant by DLC. Like, they're going to they're gonna microtransactions, basically, like right. you said, like with Fortnite. They're going to make you pay for the different, like I said, the, the throwback players, and they're going to have boosted ratings and people going to be using them online and stuff like that. That's what I meant. I didn't mean like a like an entire separate game where they take the whole roster. Just they're gonna have the game how it is now. Cause you gotta think the last time we released the NCAA, I think it was the one with shoelace on it, Leonard Robinson. Um, that, that wasn't a thing. DLC wasn't a big deal yet, and you know basically pay pay to win or whatever uh, the the case was back then. So now that is a prominent part of how these these companies continue to make games off or make money off of the games for that year, it's going to be one of them things for sure. Or like one of them little card games like NBA 2K guy, um, something like that. So anything that they can do to continue to make extra profit because like you said, they're going to have to continue to play, pay these players, but the guys from the past are definitely going to want to cut that check too. So yeah, I, I can definitely foresee all those things happening. Right. 
Um, we got a few dudes in here, man, that, that we that we rock with, man. If y'all want to speak, man, just request um Chris Gio because because I know sometimes I come into these spaces, man, and, and I probably can't speak or I'm, I'm doing something, um, and I don't always want to speak, so that's why I don't always be sending out the request to everybody, you know what I'm saying, unless they say they want to talk. Um, sometimes you just want to listen, you know what I'm saying. But no, I, dog, back on that, what we were talking about, uh, like, like, like X said, the jersey sales of Johnny Manziel, like, how much, how much are these kids worth? We, we, we told them they were worth a curriculum. We told them they were worth a, a scholarship, a diploma, and room and board for so long that, that we, we never really looked at their true value. Saturdays are full of college football. Your, your whole Saturday, I mean, most TVs are on college football all day long. We're about to find out. We're about to find out how much they're worth. That's why the Northwestern kids wanted to unionize because you would have had all. And I'm telling you, like right now, college fucked up. They should have been just let this shit. All right, let's let's you know let's work out a deal because what you could have did is the same way the NFL or. Um, uh, the music industry does. You give, you know, you get certain points for, you know, for certain things or whatever. So we split in uh, 40, 60, the jersey sales. We split in uh, 50, 50, the TV, the, the TV money. When you would have did all that, you wouldn't have what you got now. And so everybody want to cry and complain because everybody don't have a Ruiz. Everybody don't have whatever the hell USC got or whatever. They 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 screwed up big time, but they they can find out how much these kids are worth, like you said, we're going to find out because everybody you know, else got this I'm model. Yeah, they know. know everybody got these models. They know how to do this shit. They know, they know, but they didn't want to, I don't think they wanted to go to war with Northwestern and give them that piece of the pie. What they did was say, no, 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 no. And I don't know too many things that set up like this. We're going to, we're going to employ you, give you a scholarship, but you got to go find your own money because they didn't want to. And I keep reiterating that college football isn't paying these kids. Like it's no these kids going out here to find sponsors like golf or something. Yeah, I think I think I think the NCAA was like yeah, like you see the state. Um, they say hey, all right, we not gonna pay you, but we not gonna stop y'all from going out there to get paid. So if you can go out and find somebody who's willing to pay you, go do it. Yeah. What they didn't know was how it was gonna be Wild Wild West. Like, uh oh, we can hit the portal and we could actually ask for money. That's why you have smarter people sit on these boards because anybody would have saw this coming. I think Streeter talked about this shit for a long time, bro. You both of y'all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have time. people. If, yeah, if they, just ain't so, know, they just ain't know like the the, 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 the volume of how fast it would be. Like it happened real fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay, yeah, true. Soon as soon as the season was over, once um, people start announcing NIL deals. Uh oh, not a not dudes in portal getting. Uh oh, that's like an offer. You know what I'm saying? You seen Kayla Williams instantly jumped out, and it was like, okay, well, he's looking for this much. Oh, damn. Okay, let's see how much he get. Uh oh, yeah. it's not, now the best receiver who, who just won a award last year into the portal. Yeah, let me see how much I can get now. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a continuing thing, and they, they can't stop it because it's here. And it's gonna happen mm -hmm. to us too. It's gonna happen to us too. Now. It is. It is. <laughs> but hey, look, that that's that's what X was saying. Like that's why you don't have all these. And I'm not trying to be uh, uh ages here, but you don't have all these these older people, these old mindsets sitting on these boards because somebody younger 
would have saw this coming because they understand you're dealing with a different breed of kid and athlete. Now, these kids are smarter. Like you saw, matter of fact, because she and her mama Kelly, what she did when when um Nazali um signed his letter of intent. Oh yeah, she went to talk about the about the uh, about the website and all that shit, I'm man. So these kids are yeah, so it's 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 a different mindset. It's a different level of kid, and it's like when I asked um I asked Damian Barry in the space the other day, and I was like, I was talking about basically between sticking around or going to find somewhere opportunity because you can go and get money. It's different now. All that team first shit that shit don't stick and fly no. It don't it don't stick no more, and it shouldn't stick anymore. Right. So everybody, um, everybody, well, I'm gonna train something real fast. So we was talking about DK Metcalf, right? So somebody just DM me and said, listen, I don't know if they're right or wrong, but I pinned it at the top. So everybody take a look at the top. They yeah. said we should have took DK Metcalf because the same year we took a Juco wide receiver, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris, yeah, yeah. That was the fourth, that was the fourth receiver that we took that year in that class. Um right. I mean, but he was he he was putting up numbers in Juco. You know what I'm saying? And I think he's from the state of Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he so, was um he was playing that Juco that uh that beat uh that Mississippi team on last chance you. Right. He he was on a documentary showing out after the game. But what's the fear? What's the fear? Why would a coach tell him, man, you've been committed to old men, you just playing with us? What's the fear? He's gonna use up our money. He gonna use up our he's gonna come take like what's the fear? We waste our time. I guess and then they probably felt like, well. He's from Mississippi, so maybe he's not gonna come. Even if he does commit, he'll probably flip on signing day or something like that. So, is that what we're doing? That's how you. I, I mean, Streeter. Streeter, we to the club looking for girls. Streeter, Streeter, we've been told how scary the previous styles was. Like we've been told how scary the previous, not not the last style, but the ones before that. Like that's how you walk into Tussie's ex, huh? Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I just wanted to change the subject, change the subject on that, man. So I pinned that at the top. Um, somebody DM hey, me that. Jill, we, we got you in here. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing, man? Can you guys hear me? Jill, you up? We got you. Yeah. So a little background on, on Dial Harris. Um, he actually played his high school ball in Mississippi, but yeah, he came out of Juco actually when Miami got him. He ended up transferring out of Miami. Yeah, he left. He left. He came. He came one year and left the year the next year. Right. So, so back to this Addison thing. Addison has what one year, right? Yeah, he has one year. Well, he got two years. Well, he, he was a true sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Addison has two years left, but it's very unlikely he plays another two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So, 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 one by one, starting with Maddie, would you do give a you, you give a kid that you know one and done? You give them three million, five million dollars? Well, it depends on the type of production they bring and the type of uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The visibility for your brand. Obviously, with Life Wallet, it's legitimate a legitimate company, and what they are doing is. Honestly, it's working well for them. They're getting all this exposure. That's exactly what they want for their business. So, yeah. So Ruiz, you can't just like got him what five million hits in one day. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's the perfect business model if you want to get involved with nil. If you're a company or anything, you get involved with the right school. Yeah, your business is going to get a lot of traffic just between your website, people looking you up on Google, uh, social media, anything. So. 
back to that question though of Jordan Addison and that money. I have heard that that is not exactly the price that it's kind of being shot up more than what it really is. It's kind of yeah, NIL yeah. agents Definitely. shooting up the price to to basically up the bag in the NIL game. It's leverage. Right. But that's not a game that's played. Yeah, that's how it's played. I give my two cents, Street. I, I feel ahead. like he has a he has a platform to to do that because as of right now, he can say unequivocally unequivocally he's the best receiver in college football. Mm-hmm. By not not his own accord, like he won an award for it and then came back to college. So here's how I look at it. When you see those reports coming out about the, the, the fake reports with, with the the reporter saying this and that, when you hear the reports about, oh, yeah, he's working out with, uh, with um, the damn Bryce quarterback Young. from Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young from Alabama, all, all that, like, like I just said, is leverage. It's all leverage because now as a, as a corporation, whatever, the big city's got to make a play now. So the USC's and the Miami's, we got to make a play because the, the NIL deals, we already know, like, he can make NIL deals, but what NIL deals as far as big businesses are there in, in buttfuck Alabama? Like, let's, let's, let's be honest. We don't really have that. We really can't sit there and say without a, without a doubt, like, that's going to be the best position for him. Now, from a position of winning, playing, uh, getting exposure, going to the next level, for sure he can get that. But if we're talking about throwing out three, four million dollars for a recruit, that can that can that can argue and say, yes, I am the best receiver in college football without any real exception to that whatsoever. And yeah, you do kind of have a a, a a place where you kind of want to look at what you got, look at what you have and say like, hey, maybe, maybe that might be the that might be the right play. So I I kind of want to interject on what you're saying as well. I think he's worth that type of money. Now, if schools believe that and want to dish out that type of money for an NIL deal, that's another question. It's just really all the schools that he's looking at, he could perform anywhere he goes. But at the same time, for anyone that's involved with NIL, whether it's a third party or just someone within a school or Anything to that nature, he brings a lot of exposure to your brand and what you're trying to do. So the pitch that for for anyone that would be interested is obviously he brings you a lot of exposure. And, you know, being in a market like Miami, obviously we all know how big the Miami market is. It makes sense for him too. obviously USC makes sense, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, uh, even Texas now. A lot of people may not want to believe that, but Texas is going to be a major player in the NIL era. And ju- just a little background as well. Um, not many people know this, but Louisville is going to be very involved in the NIL era. They're going to be a major power. Yeah, I see Louisville already benefiting on the basketball court with getting a transfer player. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely going to hit But my two cents about the Addison, I definitely um, – it's just hard to pay a guy who you know is the one and done because at some point, is he going to go out there and give his all? You know what I'm saying? He already knows he's the best receiver, so nine times out of ten, he's going to probably be the first receiver drafted. So will he give his all for 12 games? Um, 
who knows? Maybe maybe if the team wins, then yeah, I need to say that. But what what happens if the team loses a few games? Either, man, well, I'm gonna be shutting down. Well, I, I understand the point that you're making, but really, at the end of the day, it really comes down to if whoever is involved doing NIL for any schools around the country, if they believe he's worth that type of money. At the end of the day, what he can do for any team, yeah, he could he could change your whole entire offense. Obviously, he's the Bolitnikoff winner. Uh, he had over 1,600 yards last year, over 10-plus touchdowns. We all saw how he played against Miami as well uh, while he was playing with Kenny Pickett last season. And Miami has the big need for wide receiver. They they feel confident confident about two starters they have, but they're not confident on that other third spot. Um, my my two cents. I'm gonna say no. Um, because number one, we're talking about we got to look at position. We're talking about receivers, so we're talking about from a a winning standpoint. We're talking about a receiver. We're not talking about a quarterback here. So I don't know if I want to set the precedent that paying a receiver you know, $3 million. Yeah, he can come in and improve my offense, but it's not like I'm asking, um, uh, what's his name, Bryce or Lamar Jackson to come over here and just do something, you know what I'm saying, to lift me up. Like, he played with Kenny Pickett, and, I mean, Pitt was good, but Pitt ain't make no playoffs or nothing like that. So it's like, no, I don't think I want to give $3 million out for a receiver. Well, well look, look at it this way, Kyle. Um, let's say in a hypothetical if Jordan Addison came to Miami and Miami makes it to the ACC title game and they have a double-digit win season, that revenue that Miami will be having and just all that exposure, you already have your return of investment there. Right. That's why I was was speaking just from a you know, just from a uh, uh, win-loss, you know what I mean, that kind of uh, um, a competitive standpoint, I don't think I would have done it. Now, when we start talking about revenue and all that, I'm, I don't know because I'm not, you know what I mean, like you're saying, traffic to website and all those things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a guy that, you know, I ain't like I know a whole lot about that. So I can't really necessarily speak, is it worth it to a business? But like you said, yeah, the, 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 the grand scheme of things, the revenue coming back from you winning, if it's going to be that way, sure. But I'm just not necessarily sure I want to give – you know, $3 million for a receiver to come on over. But that's just me. Yeah, if you really look at it, it's really a one-year rental for a player. But that player can change the complexion of your offense. And then on the other aspect of things I wanted to mention, the only position right now that is really touching seven figures in terms of NIL deals around the country is that quarterback. Now, it's going to be interesting what happens with Addison because – he's going to be the one that's going to set the market for elite receivers that decide to enter, enter the transfer portal or just anyone that performs at a really high level at any college. Essentially he's going to set the market for wide receivers. Yeah. I I don't know if I want to be the first guy to, um, to do that. (laughs) Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm weird, you know, you got to pay the cost, but I'm going to let somebody else set the cost first. But a question I did want to ask you, Gio, is that's one thing you'll be worried about bringing in, too. So especially, let's say, specifically Miami. If I bring this guy in at $3 million and Tyler said, I don't know what else money Tyler got, but I have Tyler sitting there with, you know, 50000 for the year, I don't want that shit to rock my, you know, locker room. I'm not saying anybody's going to be jealous or anything like that, but what if Tyler says, like, well, shit, I mean – 
I'm, I'm TVD, man. I think I should be getting this and this and that. And then Tyler gets a phone call and somebody says, hey, look, man, you know, you come over here, man. I can get you 10 mil because they can't renegotiate your deal. Or, you know what I mean? Well, that's that's a good thing you bring up. Uh, Tyler's actually making over seven figures right now in NIL oh, deals. So, <laughs> but, but I totally get what you're saying. It's an interesting dynamic that coaching staffs just around the entire country are going to have to deal with. Uh, players are going to have to deal with it as well. There may be a guy in front of you that's making more money, but he probably had earned it. It's just the, it's the name of the game now. It's, it's an entirely different era. It's ironic enough that Miami will be a major power in the NIL era. I expect the same to actually happen with UF once the state law is lifted in regards to the school being able to source out NIL deals. Because right now, the way it works in the state of Florida, uh, NILs can only be sourced through a third party. So that's kind of an issue and a little bit of a handicap that Miami's dealing with at this point. Hey, look, I I, I just want to say, I just want to say, I just want to say, look at us, y'all. All these years, we kept being told, oh, we ain't got no money. Our boosters ain't got no money. We can't upgrade facilities. Now, look at us. We talk about $3 million wide receivers. We don't made it, y'all. I just took the right, <laughs> right man to get, yeah, took, took the, right, the, the, the right man to get to, to take over, bro. I have a hard time believing that that $3 million number is legitimate. It, it's not. That's NIL agents driving up prices. Yeah, I mean, come on. For a one-year kid who doesn't have a persona, really, necessarily, I mean, from Pitt, you got to be kidding me. Um, I don't think it's too far-fetched, though. Right, I don't think it's too far-fetched either. It's not far-fetched at all. It's Um, just, it it is NIL agents driving up the price, though. That's not, I, from what I've been told, that's not the exact price at this time. Yeah, they basically, they basically reach and searching to see who, you know, who's going to jump at it, you know. um, Yeah. The initial, the initial number um, was what six figures. Right? I, I, that's why when people talk about three million. I'm like, I don't know where they got that from, but I, I've heard it was like six but, figures. But we're not talking about the NBA or the, uh, you know, one of the professional leagues where they disclose contracts. Like other than uh, Ruiz, like are the uh, I'm not following it close enough, but you know, are they disclosing these companies? No, like, no, no, no. They, they not, for, for the most part, they're not disclosing them. Um, I mean, but they're they just saying a round figure. Oh, it'll be like a six figure, or it'll be a seven figure. They not they not even saying the numbers. Um, I think right. the only people who like besides Ruiz was um Caleb 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 uh Caleb the, the quarterback who went out to USC. I think he's yeah. the only one I know you can look at and see the numbers he actually got for his deal. Yeah, I'm just saying I have a PR agency. I've been doing it for close to thirty years, and you know. I'm suspecting that a lot of it is PR in the sense of if you really drill down the, you know, the numbers, (laughs) maybe they're saying it's a round figure, but um, they generally say that private companies and everything else. So I I just for a year, like I I have a hard time believing it's three million. Okay, so so you're saying, okay, so so let's, let's break it down. You're saying, okay, so what did they say the kid with the Tennessee guy? They say he got eight million, um, three hundred thousand up front. Uh, supposed to be two hundred. I mean, two million per year for four years. Right. But who's saying this? Who's saying this? But this okay, right? This nothing official. This is what they tweet out. This is what the reporters say they heard. Gonna. So you're saying that those numbers are sometimes inflated, but what he really gets? Yeah. 
it's like top line revenue numbers. It's like, what are they really getting? Well, taxes to, you know, like, are they, is it, you know, we know whatever we is saying. That's what the hell is going on at Miami. Right. Um, he's the, <laughs> so like, he's we can the, assume, you know what I'm saying? I guess we can. It's straight from the source with him. It, with him, it's straight from the source. I just right. don't know if any, these guys are coming out and just, you know, uh, basically leaking it to media just to give them some juice, but without putting their name behind it. And if that's the case, I think they're inflated numbers. What, what yeah, about? that that is the case. What's going on, actually? Right. I'm gonna make this prediction. That's where we're headed. It's not going to go backwards. It's like fake numbers that are going out. The players will know when their agents and the lawyers really look at it. Those well, numbers aren't legit. Well, Deep Riz, I, I I'll be honest with you. Think about it when you look back at some of the biggest college stars, like even let's say wide receiver position. Des Bryant was very marketable when he was at Oklahoma State. Everyone knew who he, who he was around the country. Michael Crabtree at Texas Tech. Uh, even looking back at quarterbacks back in the day, you could look at you know a guy like Matt Leiner or Vince Young or or guys like Reggie Bush. Could you imagine the type of NIL deals they would have had back then? So. I don't think it's necessarily far-fetched. I do know some of those numbers are being inflated that are being fed to some of the media. Yeah. But it's where we're headed. I, I think I think Streeter is right on the money. Yeah, I think it's where we're headed. They need to make the, they need like a, an independent third party to, yeah. Eventually, you'll, it'll be like the stock market, right? Like some kind of play on that where you could really see values, but until then, it's like the Wild West, man. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone is basically setting the market right now. You have high school quarterbacks basically setting the market. You now are going to have Jordan Addison setting what the market is for an elite wide receiver in college football. He will be the first really big one with a deal that basically gets known publicly and that's going to set the market for that position. I think Ruiz is setting the market, to be honest with you. And he will come uh, and I'd be interested to have him on the cast, on the space, to say what the real market is for these players. As much as he can say it, he's been out there in a big way. And, like, you know, he knows because he's involved in these negotiations. I don't think any of these other colleges with, you know, whether it's collectives or whatever, are going out there and putting their names behind them. So yeah, we have no he, way of knowing. He can't. He can't set the market. The market is going to be set when somebody decides to pay whatever. I get it, but whole no, whole other real deal, right? Because he's in those conversations. So breaking news: we got a, uh, we got Cody Brown headed to Virginia. Yep, uh, he has three years of eligibility left. Uh, Heading over, still staying in the ACC Coastal, so Miami will be facing him for the next so three gotta, years. So we got to play him now, man. Yeah, we got Cody Brown here to Virginia. I need to see Trotman get on somebody's team, though. I really me too, I really, bro. I'm right there with you. Friend about Trotman. <laughs> I need to see Trotman get another shot. Some, you know what I'm saying? Um, come from a rough background, man. Uh, had to move out of Miami, live in Orlando. And I just, I just hate that for him. You know what I'm saying? So I need, I need, I need to hear, I need to see Trevor get on somebody too. I got a question for Streeter and the X Men. 
What's going on, bro? What's up? What's up? So, uh, on Unfiltered, we were having a, a back and forth about Citizen. Do you guys know, other than this tape, and the, the big argument was, like, how they're going to handle, not argument, debate, the, the running back core. And a couple of us are real high in Citizen, but we're just going by this high school tape. <laughs> and him being the number two, you know, rated uh, running back in the country. Um, you know, my take was, and then I'll, I'll hand it to you guys, is that from what I've seen, he's the most complete back, you know, uh, potential-wise. You know, whereas, you know, Knighton, he's, you know, probably used best as a scat back, not a first and second down, because, you know, he's not going to, you know, go up the middle and be super effective. And then you've got guys that could do a little bit, uh, you know, uh, do a few things well versus him. You could put in on any down and, you know, from, again, this is just the ceiling perspective um, on the town. But interested to get your guys' take. Okay, so um, one thing I, I have to tell a lot of fans about playing the running back position is not a just it's not about catching the ball out the backfield or running up the middle. Um, a lot of running backs are good. Sometimes they don't get on the field because they can't block pass blocking. A lot of coaches, if you can't pass block, a lot sometimes you don't get on the field. Um, on our current roster right now, I think outside of Cheney. We don't have any good pass blocking running backs. Um, and maybe Citizen does that good. I don't know. I haven't seen him pass blocking, but um, if you don't pass block, you're not going to play. Uh, well, you sound you play. sound like you're drinking the Manny Diaz Kool Aid, man. No, I mean, it's got it, got it. That's, that's every coach. Every coach says that. I hear you. Can't get TVD. Let me, let me chime in here on Timbers' question. It's a good question that you pose, and the reason being is there's a lot of question marks in that running back room. You have Don Chaney coming off the injury last year. Uh, he was injured a bit in high school as well. He did impress as a freshman. It's just obviously he's still a question mark at this point. You have to see him play and his durability. I am the per- of the personal belief that I think he is probably the more, I would say, most all around back of all the running backs in the room right now, aside from before citizen arrives, uh, citizen will also be in that type of category. And it really looks more so to be certain type of roles. You would have Thad Franklin, basically that traditional power back, uh, scat back types like Jalen Knighton and uh, Henry Parrish Jr. Uh, there is a difference between Henry Parrish and Jalen Knighton. Jalen Knighton is faster. That is true. Uh, Henry Parrish actually excels as a pass blocker, and it's one thing that Coach Kevin Smith was really harping on during spring, and it was brought up quite a few times. And Coach Kevin Smith, like like uh, like Streeter and X were saying, and some other people in here were saying as well, it's very important, uh, pass protection. And a lot of coaches put premiums on that. Not every coach does, but this Miami staff does with Coach Gaddis and Coach Kevin Smith, and it's going to be very key to getting on the field. I do like Citizen a lot, but there's a lot that's of competition cons- in concerning. that room. It's, it's like that mentality of let's play not to lose to a certain extent. Like kids are going to 
These kids are super talented. They're going to make mistakes. But well, if you play, no, pa- no, no, no. You, oh, you bring up the. A- if you play, if you play Parish, my concern is that's Smith's guy, and maybe he's a better system player and knows that you know has been through it, and he's like the coach's guy. But um, you know, I hate to leave all that talent. You know. So- no, I I definitely agree with you, but I, I'm not going to take anything away from Parish. Parish was. Uh, from what I saw, at least his senior season, he had the best senior year of those three junior running backs on Miami's roster. Obviously, high school doesn't take into account for everything. I thought Don Chaney was the most complete prospect. I thought Jalen Knighton was the most explosive. I thought Henry Parrish was pretty good all around for a scat back. Uh, He's better than most scat backs when it comes to running between the tackles. But the thing is, Debris, I, I totally understand what you're saying, wanting to get maximizing the most talent on the field. But at the same time, coaches have their beliefs and what they like to do and what they want to do. And you can't leave TVD on an island with a running back not being able to chip block out of the backfield or even just pass protect at all. You're asking your quarterback to get killed. Yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, that's a mistake you don't you don't you don't trade out for. Um, citizen, we, we don't we don't know. I guess until he get here, we know what he looks like on tape. Um, and he could be a talent. Um, but I, I think I, I very well think Jalen Knighton, if Jalen Knighton can keep his 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 face clean, um, off the field and get on the field, um, I think Jalen Knighton is going to be the guy. Uh, I don't know how healthy Don is, uh, or Don ready to come back. That videotape he put out, that highlight tape they put out, looked damn good. Kind of forgot how how done I looked on the field, but no, I think Jalen Knighton is going to stand up, bro. I think he's going to stand up and, and be the lead guy. Yeah, uh, the difference I see, Street, and you know the tapes is like Shaney, even in high school, straightaway speed didn't really get touched that much from what I saw in terms of you know delayed handoff type of things, like in a in a jet sort of sweep, uh, you know, system. But I think what I like about uh, my boy Citizen, who I'm super high on, is I see bouncing off tackles, his agility, his cutbacks. He's the, you know, it's the goods. It's like, yeah. he looks like Adrian Peterson. Like One of the things that stands out with Citizen when I watched his tape is actually his contact balance. And, and that's yeah. something that not a lot of people take into account with running backs. Great running backs, they have great contact balance. You look at a guy like, Alvin Kamara from the New Orleans Saints, one of the best contact balance running backs in the league. He's always able to stay on his feet. He's not falling over. This guy's getting hit and then, you know, running through tackles in the film. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. It just looks different to me. That's all. X, X, where you at? You here? Yeah, I'm here. Knighton. So, so that success that Knighton had last year, most of it was to the outside and passes. Yeah, most of it was on the outside runs and um, pitching ball out the backfield. Kyle, are you in here? Because I know you love last year offense, man. What Kyle is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here, bro. I'm right here, bro. I'm good. Yeah, also, all the success he had was was mostly passes and, and to the outside. It wasn't much inside because we saw him getting dirty, dirty running people over at the end of the run. Um, and we thought he eventually was going to break down, but he didn't. Boy, you and your boy Lashley. Um, he, he, 
he had I'm not gonna go into a whole thing, but he had he didn't have much success up the middle because A, we weren't, you know, we weren't a good run blocking team. And B, it was just too easy for us to know when he was going up the middle. I'm not saying he's a middle type of guy. Like, no, he should be getting all his carries and stuff to the out, not all, but a good amount of uh, carries to the outside and, you know, screens and stuff like that to the outside. But he can run up the middle. The problem is it's got to be set up for him. You know, he's not, um, oh, give it, it's not like that. Give it a that. He's going to fall forward at least two yards. It's not that type of thing. So you got the scheme for night and then. If he can get a gap in the middle and hit it, it's a home run every time. Yeah, See, I think I still think if Cheney if Cheney is healthy, Cheney is probably going to be running back number one if he's healthy because he's the one he's going to outwork all the running backs in the backfield. Well, well, look, looking back on what Coach Kevin Smith did with Ole Miss last year, they had a three-headed attack, and it was the same thing at Michigan with Josh Gaddis. I think yeah. you would see something more so along the lines of kind of that like 1A, 1B, maybe a 1C type of situation. Not necessarily one yeah. guy getting all the bulk of carries, but being distributed pretty well between all of them and just proper use of the guys too. I think I think Kyle was right on the money that uh, Jalen Knight is more so, more so suited towards Outside runs, being a threat in the receiving game, that's also something that Henry Parrish brings to the game as well. So I would expect from, you know, just history, seeing the way Kevin Smith has handled it and even Josh Gaddis, you'll see something more of a committee, but going with the hot hand and going with what with the game plan and towards weaknesses of the opposing defense. See, Streeter, our running backs got to learn how to run behind pulling guards all over again because they ain't get a chance to do none of that last year. None of that. None of it. <laughs> You know, Shane's got to show us that he's durable enough. I mean, he's had the shoulder injuries, now the major knee. I mean, to rely on him for, you know, in four months from now is, you know, I don't know if that's realistic. I, I get what you're saying, Briz, but it wouldn't necessarily just be relying on him. Um, Thad, Thad Franklin will have a role within this offense, just as a power back in general. And I, I think what will happen with Citizen is predicated on a lot of what happens with Don Chaney in fall camp and when the season starts. Yeah. If Don Chaney is durable, then Citizen will likely receive more carries just in mop-up duty or just when Miami has a uh, sustainable enough lead to get him reps in the game. But I will say this, and I you could take my word for it, I do think one running back, at least one running back declares after the season because it's shelf shelf life of running back. Do you want to get to the league as fast as possible when you're a running back? Right. Um, so real fast, change the subject real quick. A um, few things. If y'all just getting in here, uh, Cody Brown, a running back, uh, is at the top is um, committed to Virginia. So I guess he'll still play in the ACC. Um, Cody Brown's running back that jumped in the transfer portal for Miami. Uh, and today we sat down with Darren Smith. That's why Darren Smith's name is up there at the top. We sat down, interviewed Darren Smith, man. Awesome interview, man. He told all these stories about Jimmy Johnson and leaving him in the bus, leaving him at the hotel, and they trying to catch the bus, him and Kevin Smith. Um, that's an awesome interview. Um, eventually we're going to drop with Darren Smith. Darren Smith went to Miami Northern, my alma mater. Remember, so I'm at the gas station. I got in the car and I called X and I said, X, X, what school did Darren Smith go to? 
I'm having a brain fart right now. He was like, man, he was in Orlando. <laughs> he went to high school. Hey, Street, like, oh. um, yeah. I just seen uh, uh-huh. Dazzle Worship. He going to Auburn. Huh? Yeah, oh, so what, Worship. Oh, that's Auburn. nice. Nice. Oh, man, he going back home. Wow. Um, that's that's a good spot for him. Today, uh, well, we we they're fans. I'm super excited about it too. I'm surprised Dante Johnson didn't transfer the walk on. I think he's good. Well, we talked we talked to um Jermaine who they was on the show today, and he was at a lot of the scrimmages. Um, and that's what is all this came from X when people were saying Warson was having a good year because when we would see him in practice, he didn't look confident. But they said during the scrimmages, um, he actually was he actually was making plays, and that's where all that came from. People saying Warsham having a good screen, um, but man, that's good for him, man. I hope he can overcome the injury that he had and eventually get himself back together. Uh, what do you that, guys think of Frank? Who? Big Frank. Uh, Frank Lassen. Yeah. I don't. I mean, watching him in spring, man. I. Like I told you, I didn't know he was that fast. Um, I don't know if he's are, are we using his um speed at best. Um and then again, like he came and he didn't he didn't insert himself um above the, the receivers that we had, you know what right. I'm saying? Which is why they're saying we might need somebody else because we thought that was that, that's what he was going to do. Yeah, he didn't really separate himself. Um I think this was Restrepo spring, Restrepo and Jacoby. I, I will say respectif- uh, respectfully, when I watched Ladson coming out of high school, I wasn't extremely high on him as others were. Uh, was a little disappointed with his performance when spring has started. He started coming on towards the end of spring, but some people have to remember this too, and some people forget this. Last year in spring, when Charles Rambo first arrived at Miami, he was having some of the similar struggles as well. He wasn't exactly. really separating himself just yet. So there's a Not lot passes. of time. Yes, there, there's a lot of time between now and the start of the season. One thing I didn't like is when I was at the spring game, it was probably right when I was yelling, Streeta from the, from the uh, bleachers. Um, I saw Lats and, you know, a lot of players like Parrish, X-Men, all these guys hung around after. Like, he just looked like he wasn't, like, part of the team. And now that could just be me looking into the psychological part of it, the mental aspect. But, you know, and him being newish and not really doing that much, but it just didn't seem like he was into it. Like, all these other guys were, like, you know, totally wired in, it seemed like, where he was just kind of walking off and not. But, again, that might be looking into it too much. Is Lassie coming back from injury? Yeah, nah, yeah, he just, I mean, he's there. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Mady. Oh, 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 my bad, Raphael. You, you had a question, Raphael? No, I was, I was asking if, if Lats is coming back from, he was coming back off a major injury, right? Like something with his, his shoulder or something like that? What was the injury he had at Clemson? Yeah, yeah like, I don't know if it was major. I, don't know, uh, I know it was an injury, though. I don't know if it was major, though. Right, right. I don't know if it, um, yeah, I don't know if it was major. I mean, I mean, the next thing I was about to say is, man, we're gonna welcome Mama Kelly to the Ballville family. Um, we talked, we sat down and talked, you know, with everything changing in recruiting and NIL, 
and and uh, it's college football changing period. Um, and Mama Kelly just went through the whole process. Um, we're gonna put together like some seminars or a course and and have her on the footballville platform because a lot of my social medias I'm able to do a lot of things like like stream live events, uh, charge people for live events, uh, try people for courses because we have so many followers. Uh, so we're gonna get with Mama Kelly and we're um, gonna put like a course curriculum together. She also writing a book um, about the recruiting process because it's needed. It's needed. It's so much going on. It's so much for these parents to navigate um, the money, the agents, the marketing, the managers. They all they're right there on campus now. Um, so so welcome, Mama Kelly, to our, the Footballville family, man. We're gonna put something together um, and, and have us speak to, to parents across the. I always say single mom, but Mom Kelly say single moms, dads, married, married family. She said they all need to know because everybody call her every now and then asking what uh, about the house on recruiting. So, X man, how long you want to go? Um, I was I was trying to say we we, we finish at nine thirty. Nine thirty. You got yeah, one man. Yeah. Say what? Want to take some questions? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take some questions. Anything y'all want to talk about, Kyle? Maddie, y'all got anything y'all want to bring up? Gio, anything you want to talk about? Good. No. All right. So let me see <laughs> questions. Uh, so if y'all want to ask a question, man, y'all come on up. Um, just just unmute yourself and, and, and make sure your background. Tell the kids to get out or baby mama and I ain't the time. Whatever you got to do, man. Um, this isn't a question, but this is just uh... – showering praises for you and the x-men oh, you, thanks man I really appreciate you guys it. do a fantastic job again like i'm in the media pr business and like the quality of content the access you guys get and you guys keeping it super real and being authentic from day one with the kids and being about the kids you guys are killing it man you guys are the real deal Media PR, like what actually do you do? Explain what what do you do? Yeah, may, uh, primarily publicity work for um, like corporate communications, uh, <laughs> you know, business technology companies. So um, helping companies get press, um, you know, so that they could generate awareness and uh, hopefully make some more money. Oh, okay. So we need to talk, right? Yeah, we do. I went to the U. I'm wired. <laughs> love to talk. I meet you up, man. Let's talk. Yeah, no doubt. And um, we got Florida, was it Florida boy, Corey. You got a question? You can go ahead. Florida boy, you gotta unmute yourself. What's up, Florida boy? Next, Florida boy, sleep. He'll come. He'll pop back in. All right, go to Kendo. Kendo. Hey, what's going on? Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I got a question, uh, for Gio. Um, what, whatever happened to the to that linebacker kid that we was um, high on? The guy, uh, the kid that's from up north. I don't want to say the school, but the school that's from that's up north. Whatever happened to him? He decided to stay. Actually, uh, there was some interest from his side, but. He had never hopped into the portal. I know a lot of background on that, just speaking with a source that's super close with him. Uh, he just never hopped into the portal. He will be graduating from Syracuse um, just within the next couple of weeks. So one thing a lot of people 
will not remember about this just right now is grad transfers is a different case from transfer portal candidates as well. They, yeah, they got uh, immediate. They could come in immediately. Yes, grad, grad transfers, they could just transfer basically at any moment before the season starts, and they're cleared to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, actually, so, I tweeted that out. Um, I saw that, too. Last yeah. week about transfers. They don't – grad transfers don't have to wait till May 1st. They could just transfer whenever they have immediate access. Yeah. So a kid like that could be immediate. We might not find out until after graduation, right, G? Yeah. Is there is there any other uh, linebackers um, that's border right now that we probably looking at? Because I don't see anybody else. Um, I had reached out to someone about the Michigan State linebacker Crouch. I haven't received a response on that yet, though. I was surprised oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, the Crouch kid. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then that would be um, one that's interesting if we if we do go after. Um, but yeah, and, and then that. just Miami's. They they'll see if there's any grad transfers that hit the transfer market that they would be interested in, but as it stands right now, there won't be any linebacker taken at the moment. It would have to be someone that really impresses them. Yeah, it got to be like somebody who can come in and start immediately, like. Yeah, because yeah, because from what I see right now, I think linebacker linebackers is like probably like a burner receiver is the only two positions that we're especially and also maybe right tackle maybe uh, depends on what was going on with Campbell. But I, I really think I think linebacker maybe a burner receiver is what we probably just need left. Yeah, you you're right on the money. Linebacker, a receiver that could stretch the field. Miami's not against taking two wide receivers. It just depends what becomes available. And then uh, at right tackle, they still have interest into trying to bring someone in, but they haven't found anyone that would fit that bill just yet. How, how is um, um Campbell's recovery right now? Is he fully recovered? Like, what's going on with him? Um, He'll be ready. They, Campbell will be ready for fall. Yeah, um, he, he, should, just, he should be. Yeah, it's, it's the same with him and – um. Uh, Rivers, you know they they was slowly working their way back in, uh, but they'll be they'll be ready for fall camp. Yeah, with with Campbell by the end of spring, they were trying to get Campbell to you know just take some live reps towards the end of spring. He wasn't really ready for that. Jalen Rivers was the one that was able to take more live reps at the end of spring. Uh, he didn't really play in the spring game, but the practice week. Before the spring game, Jalen Rivers was basically already a full go and on the first team. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds great. Now, is it how about with uh, with Knighton? Because I know he was red shirt and also changing. Like, uh, is there any updates with him? With Knighton, they'll be ready for fall camp. They were yeah. missing our country. I mean, I think with Geo, it was one day they was actually live in uh, seven on seven. Yes, yes, they were. It was they was live in seven on seven in one practice. Um, they just had them in non-contact uh, jerseys. Uh, you know, just keep them out of from getting contact. Uh, but they'll be full go for fall too. Um, the only one I think who won't be ready for fall on the team as of now might be Will Malley. I don't know. I haven't got. I mean, I don't know. If Gio got an update about his situation. Yeah. So, so when Mario spoke with us uh, at the media viewing 
after I think it was the weekend of the coaches clinic or whatnot. I can't remember exactly at this point, but that was brought up to him. And he had basically had told us that he didn't tell us the extent of the injury, but he said that will would be ready for fall camp. Okay. So well, I think it looks like as of now, everybody's a full goal for fall camp. Yeah, Sam Brooks is still. Well, besides Sam Brooks, we, I mean, we don't even know the situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a running belief. I I don't want to confirm this yet because it's a touchy situation, but there's a running belief that that injury he initially had with a turf toe is much more serious than the initial thought. Mario, well, you know, from what the dad said, the dad said that they was going to get the surgery done for him, um, but it can be more serious than. Even having surgery, like, yeah, it might be more serious than that. So, I don't know. I know everybody always asking me about Sam. I'm like, man, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, it's, it's like, if we get some Sam Bruce news, you know we're going to get some, we're going to post it or to say something about it. But as of now, it's just, you know, hey, we'll, we'll let y'all know when we know. It's Wesley, it's Wesley good because I heard he's straight. Yeah, West, 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 he'll be, yes, he'll Wesley's be fine. He'll be, he'll be ready to go for fall camp. Just you know, a, a deep cut in the foot. Um, nothing, nothing major and serious where you had to have surgery. You guys think that he could push for? Uh, uh, I know he was getting a couple reps of the first team. You think it's possible that he starts? Um, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say he start. Um, you know, push for some. Definitely push for some reps. Uh, with, with the second team, I you know, it, it probably during the season, you know, depending on how good he does, um, push for a starting job. But as if starting the season, no, I don't think he starts. Yeah, for, for uh, just to piggyback off of what X had just said, and you know, right before he got nicked up, because no one really had the chance to watch him in the spring game. Uh, Wesley got hurt about a few practices before yeah, spring yeah, game, but. Yeah, r- right before he went out, he was actually taking the most reps out of the second team linebackers out of anyone because they were rotating a lot of guys. You know, it was Corey Flagg getting second team reps, Wesley, Avery Huff, uh, Tariq Austin Cave, and Ryan Ragone at uh, second team linebacker just getting reps. And then it started minimizing down as spring was ending. And it was Wesley taking a huge chunk of the reps at second team uh, on second team linebacker. So I don't think he starts to start off the season. I could see him getting starter quality reps as the season comes along. But uh, to, to answer that question though, no, I don't, I don't think he starts to start the season, but he's definitely going to have a role this season. He's going to play. We got some appreciate, dogs on that. Appreciate line. that, Gio. Hey, um, uh, Bruce and Kendall, we're gonna um, we're gonna let some of these other guys get their questions off. So, uh, uh, Florida boy Corey, you can go ahead and mute your mic and ask what you got to. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah, hear you. Okay, my bad. It was my uh, mic earlier, but yeah. But going back, what you said with the receivers, like I know the big names like um, Addison and uh, the other kids, Zell and well, somebody else. Are we looking at anybody else that doesn't like hit our radar? Like another, like an unknown name? Yes, there. There is, there is a few receivers that have interest to enter as grad transfers from other programs. 
It's just they haven't entered their names in yet. They will be graduating from their schools. But um, if one picks Miami's interest, I do know a name that could possibly have interest in Miami. It's just obviously he's not a grad transfer just yet, so it can't be spoken about publicly. But yes. Okay, that's just one of my questions I had on. And it's just with um yeah, that's the, that's my only question. I um Kendo hit every question that I um that he had, but I was one to ask, but that's just it. Thank you. No doubt. Go ahead, Kev. You got a question? Go ahead, Kev. Yo, 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 yo. What's up with y'all boys, man? What's good? Hey, how you doing, man? Chilling, chilling, man. So, um, this question was for either um X or Geo. Now, these um, like the NIL deal that it was offering to to that kid from Tennessee. Is it an actual company that's doing it? Like, um, like Life Wallet is doing it, or are they just making some kind of promise to them? Or they're basically just an NIL collective company. It's not really a legitimate company. From, from the research that I've done, Spire, that's the company that you're speaking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really just a, a collective and, and boosters, from my so understanding. It's not, so it's not legal then, right? Because if it's like... Well, it's, no. it's, it's legal until, you know, the NCAA basically trying to put a stop to it. The collective oh, boosters. What well, Ruiz is doing is Ruiz has a legitimate business. That's what makes mm-hmm. it different from the collectors and the boosters. Yeah, because I thought it was just only like a person that had like a like a company per se that was able to provide the deals. But when I hear people bring up like the whole like collective, like how FSU and um and and like the Gators was trying to do, I was like, yo, that don't sound like no like no NIL deal because it's not like a company per yeah, se. Yeah, they don't have. It's not. They're not promoting um or, or advertising anything. For yeah, like a company yeah. or product. Yeah. I think the biggest um, issue with all of this is that, in all honesty, a lot of these schools really don't understand the NIL yet. Um, uh And that was something that I noticed when we went on visits. Like, they would speak on it. Um, The legislation at the time, I don't know if it's changed, but at the time, it was only one page. You know, legislation might be 10 pages, but for NIL, it was literally only one page, so it's a lot of great area that you could kind of place in there but in all honesty they had no idea but they professionally said it where you could think that they understood it but Mm -hmm. in all honesty they don't understand the nil just yet so i think it's going to take for a lot of people to bump their head and kind of cross some lines for them to really get it and then i also see coming into the, the next season of really like getting these recruiting class, there's going to be a lot of um legislation put into play because right after Travis Hunter signed with Jackson State, a legislator went straight to the Capitol and tried to um put in a new bill for NIL, like literally not, if not same day, the very next day. Um, I haven't seen the legislation yet, but mm-hmm. I got somebody that's really looking into it because they want to understand and um the true interpretation of it. Because, you know, legislation can get real wordy and mean one thing, but kind of say something else. So I, I see a lot of changes going into the next um signing class. 
Oh, also, Mama Kelly, uh, like I had a question too, like, because with the whole recruiting process you had with your son, like, what school you saw that was kind of like most prepared with the whole NIL situation? Because I know they probably was bringing it up during the recruitment, but what school was like kind of the ones that was most on point? Um, Clemson was pretty on point with theirs, but who was most on point because of the resources that they have was Oregon. Because Oregon actually had a team that was put together already for NIL. How ironic. <laughs> yeah, they they had everything set up. They had some old um leaders that actually worked for Nike um and their marketing team that worked with um big name players like one lady that sat down in a meeting with us work with um Odell Beckham, Serena Williams. So we're not talking about no mediocre names. We're talking about big names. But surprisingly, Clemson had theirs together too. But because each state legislation is different, um that's where things get confusing as well. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I shared a tweet in a, in a jumbo trying to shot the Kenzo filter um, with Colin Cowherd talking about NIL and how uh, the NCAA is going to set up a task force to actually start investigating some of these schools because some of these schools do have some shady practices, you know, as far as businesses and things like that. So it's something to check out. But um, I don't know if uh, I see D. Briz uh, requested. There was another person requested, but. Um, Pull the bridge back in. Yeah, get the, get the, get the last few questions. So, thanks for calling me up. I don't want to uh, dominate. The, but Appreciate your insight, Mama yeah, Kelly. Yeah, don't want to dominate with all the questions, but this is for Mama Kelly. Um, interested. I don't know if you heard our conversation earlier with, with, with the fellas about, um, you know, whether these numbers that are being thrown out for the NIL deals, like $3 million for this receiver who has one year to play, if you think those numbers are legitimate or, or not, like, does that, you know, uh, I'd love your take on that. I'm sorry. Were you asking me that? Yeah, I'm asking you that. Because I didn't see that. anybody else answer, and mine was oh, okay. kind of going in and out. Yeah, no, I was, I was asking you if you think, like, those are, like, legitimate numbers, or are they just, like, you know, high in the sky that someone's pushing out there? Like, do you really think for NIL deals, based on you going through it, that a value for this receiver is $3 million? It depends on... I think it depends on what company and what school is really looking at him. But I've seen in my experience some things that weren't going to go through NIL. It wasn't that high, and Nigelique stock wasn't obviously as high as that receiver. But it was pretty decent numbers, Uh, and I'll leave it like that. So that's why I say that number to me is not far-fetched. Gotcha. Interesting. Because some of these alumni and a lot of people don't really know 
because they kind of keep it on the hush. Some schools, alumni base actually are the real money makers in their state. And they're willing to kind of put up the number to get, you know, their program back on top. But that's why I say it depends on what school it is or what business is going to give it to them. I, I don't, it's not far-fetched to me. Dang, I got to get back to playing football. <laughs> Miko, uh, you had a question? You yeah. Um, uh, one, one, one thing is, uh, Debris, uh, contact me because uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, speak to you in reference of a project that I'm working on. And the other thing is, in reference to sure. the NIL deals, like $3 million, like, I mean, that's got to be a second, first, maybe a third rounder that's going to get that kind of money. I mean, it, it's not it's not going to take long before they they blow this up on these NIL deals. I mean, uh, one guy, an undrafted uh, free agent wide receiver, he basically, I think he's getting like 40000 guaranteed and maybe a roster bonus if he makes the team. So these numbers that they're throwing out there, are they're not going to be sustainable over a long period of time, in, in my suggestion, in my opinion. And, um, you know, Again, it's it's this is not pay for play. It's you gotta do work to basically get paid. I mean, it, that's the that's what they're allowing the students to do with these NIL deals to to have employment or work because they couldn't under their previous regulations. So, well, perfect thing that you bring up. Look at the way it's being done with Life Wallet with John Ruiz. All the kids are working. Uh, they're involved in the community. Not only that, they're also filming commercials and everything. So it's a legitimate it's it's a legitimized NIL opportunity. So I believe he's handling that the right way. Now you look at other schools with their NIL deals, uh there is some things that seem a little fishy. Uh you don't see certain things being put out there or posted. So yeah, the NCAA is going to get involved. Yeah, that's the thing about um you know, NIL deals. When, when you when you sign most of them contracts, and when you sign an advertisement contract, you're basically getting paid. You're hired. You you know you're working. You're an employee for that company. Um, that's the thing that uh, again, what Gio just said. You know, Ruiz is doing the right way. You know, he's basically employing. He's hiring um kids for his company and getting it out there. You know, what it's I'm basically so, like influencer marketing. Right. You, yeah. You you he's hiring as I understand that as ten ninety nines. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they're ba- they can't be employees full time, but he has them on payroll where they get paid every two weeks. Um, but essentially, they're like you know, part of the branding and marketing aspect of of life while in his business. He chose to go in that route. And there's standard fees for the influencer marketing. You know, NILs and college athletes are just one piece of that that bigger pie, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, I don't know if they'll be able to put a cap on um, the NIL deals. I'm pretty sure they might be, but as now, I don't think it's looking too good because um, – Players gonna test that market. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna test that market. They're gonna say, well, hey, Addison got three million. 
I want four. So he got four, I want five. You know, they going to test it. You know what I'm saying? And nobody, I, I, I money going to pay it. But there's a standard average cost for a specific job or task that one of these, uh, you know, students or kids going to do. You you can't go and 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 pay someone as an influencer that has five thousand followers on their Instagram, uh, two million dollars. That's not going to work. Now, you've got you've got um, you've got two million followers. You know, then you may be able to get a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars because there is a standard uh, market for all of this. This is not you know this is not where they're going to allow you to just go out there and pay whatever you want you know um, but essentially they are right now like you know what i'm saying um they're going to try to regulate it and i don't know i really don't know if they're going to be able to but essentially yeah we know it's not supposed to be pay for play but it is essentially especially with the collectors and all that shit i don't know how they're going to get a hold on it but that's that's really what it is unfortunately but, yeah I, I agree i think um i'll give you something i'll give you okay well i think yeah that's that's a lot of those guys got to start understanding too um, you know what you brought up with the 1099s? Like these dudes are employees, so they gotta pay taxes. They gotta, uh, you know, they have to show that 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 income is legitimate income, not just getting money thrown at you because you play for a university. Right, like, like the car that TVD got. I saw it got correct. an BMW, but it's, it's essentially it's essentially it's a, a, lease. A, a lease through his time in college. Yeah, yeah. So as, it's a, not as a company, like, as a company oh, vehicle. They're not handing right them a hundred twenty thousand dollar car. It's like here you could rent this for four months, and then right. you got to give it back. Well, I mean, as as car dealers, it's it's ideal for them, especially if they're. I mean, I don't know about in the bigger towns, but 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 any car dealer would be uh, logical to give the star of the team a vehicle like that, and that's their nil deal where. They write it off as a company expense, and then they they basically switch them out every year, you know, and then sell it off as a as a as a loaner or whatever that you uh, on these new cars. So right. he's doing commercials for for the dealer, and at the end of the day, you know, he's riding around in a car that otherwise he wouldn't be driving. Right. They do that for their employees, those dealers, right? Some of them like the, the big companies. Okay, guys, but my thing is that, okay, when Northwestern went to the Supreme Court with the NCAA, so they decided that, you know, that it was illegal what the NCAA was doing to get involved with, you know, kids getting paid and all that stuff. So what what would be the pathway of the NCAA getting involved if they already went to the, like, to the Supreme Court? So it's just they got to go back to court? to the Supreme court to kind of fix the, you, you know, to like, I guess, you know, to recut, you know, to recategorize everything. Cause, cause it just sounds like if the NCAA tries to jump in it, like they would be crossing the boundaries that they already made. Right. Yeah. The NCAA, basically, I don't think they're going to get involved because they don't want to open their books to paying the college athletes. That's too much. Um, that's too much going on for them. Um, what they will say is, as they now they're trying to come up with certain rules as to um, who's negotiating these deals for NIL. Um, who, who negotiate these NIL deals for these players now? Um, it can't be somebody immediately from the school or a booster. They you know. Um, 
like the collective stuff. So they're going to put in some rules like that into play. But again, when you have a legitimate company or business, it doesn't, you, you know, that doesn't fall into the rules because now you're saying I'm going to pay these players for advertising my business. Yeah, that's interesting because it's like, how can you limit a company on what they could pay the player? You feel me? Because I, I, I don't know, man. That shit is just kind of confusing. Man. I mean, okay, so again, when, when it was created, it was created on, yeah, your social media influence. You know, how many followers you got on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that. So you're not going to pay the kid uh, millions of dollars that he barely got social media followers. Like, okay. what am I paying him for? Yeah, the whole idea was to get the kids basically to be a commercial. Um, so like he said, pretty much your your likeness comes from how many followers you got on social media. Okay. So your name and image is gonna be shown on your social media. So I'm gonna use you. Of course, I'm gonna give you money. I'm gonna use you to advertise my business for a lot less than I would use to get a commercial on TV to get a commercial on the radio, um, to put up billboards. I'm going to do use you to do that, and you're going to reach more people than I ever could because I'm going to do that with a couple of players, and that's pretty much all I need to do to get to your your audience. Um, but now what is happening is they're just getting, like somebody said before, they're just getting a bunch of people with money to put money together to throw at the kids. But um, what they're not doing is making them essentially advertise for anything because it's not a real company to advertise for. So it's like they were doing before the NIL deals. It was just going under the table and paying these kids to come to their schools. So the NCAA is going to get involved. The NCAA is going to set some standards. Then these states are going to come down. They're going to add more legislation. And then um, somebody, I think somebody just asked the question, but I see the numbers dropping because the boosters are willing to give all of this money to these athletes to make their school better. But these legit companies, they're not going to do all of that. They're going to give the bare minimum that yeah. they can in order to get them there. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be a business thing for the companies. So it's going to pull back. So I may see this. Y'all may see these large numbers for maybe one or two more years. I just it's, think it's three, to, million, to me, three, $3 million you could get a Super Bowl at. To to me, um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, Mama Kelly. I just don't know how you do that because it's like, how can you tell somebody how much money they're able to make? Like you, you are your own market. You are what somebody's willing to pay. Like, so you can come in and we can do some more legislation and shit, but they're going to need like a group of kids like Northwestern again to come together and say, okay, well now they're trying to limit how much we, how much we making. And that's going to be a them, problem. I'm sorry. It's not them saying you can only make this amount of money. It's them going to be saying your boosters can't give money. The school can't give money. So now you have to go to a legitimate business. Like oh, I see what you're saying. You're I got you. are not going to have a way you. around it. And then those businesses, because they're legitimate businesses, they're not going to be throwing out millions. Unless, I got you. Um, what's the dude that just bought Twitter? Um, That on Tesla? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, unless he got a favorite team. 
you're not gonna get that kind of um nil deal out of it. But you know what? I, I I think some of those kids, some of those are still gonna be able to do it. You you know, just like you say, um, it's it, because be you got a lot between. of these, it's gonna be it's, the right, right. But I think, and that, but, but I think that's what like that's. That. But that's what's going to be the problem. It's going to also just be those major schools, like three or four schools, because they're going to find ways to skirt around it. Like you look at Alabama, you can't tell me them boosters and Nick said every, they own every goddamn thing in Alabama. They're going to find a way to get around it or get some friends who they know got this. and try. It's almost going to be like money laundering to a sense. That's you know what I'm saying? But then they're going to go back to what they were doing before, which is flying people money under the table. Right. So that's, it's, that's what I say. It's all going to be. Yeah. yeah. So it's all just going to be like the same old The NCAA is just such a big screw up, man. That's all. I don't know. Did I it, think it, a lot of president yeah, yeah, I think the NCAA definitely dropped the ball uh, with a lot of the players to get paid. They should have just came up with a solution. Um, now, now you have the situation where only the, the big major schools and schools like with the big markets going to be the only ones able to provide some certain situations for players. It's just plain and simple. So NCAA definitely dropped the ball on that one, man. Um, I, I think happened. they knew it because if you if you go back and, and look and remember, it was the first two the first two states that came out with that was Florida and California. Yeah, last summer, and they were the first ones to kind of jump on it. Um, I can say if at least for Miami, Manny was already on it. He was already kind of prepping those guys. And if you look back, every deal that went, when it was a July 1st, when 12 o'clock hit, you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. King, 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 they had King, a deal with. Deal, yeah. they, had, they had deals with legitimate businesses, right? The Florida Panthers is a sports organization. College Hunks Move and Jump. They had figured out ways to get these, these big companies. So, like I, like I was saying before, um, like I was saying before, those. Those smaller state. If you were in Mississippi and you go to Ole Miss, yeah, you got a booster that may be able to uh, to to shout that money. But there's no legitimate business. You can't make an employee to promote his to use your name as a likeness to promote anything. He's just giving you money because he wants you to play there. And that's what uh, Mama Kelly was trying to say that they need to figure out a way to legitimize these businesses. But what I see them doing is, like Kyle was saying. You might see a bunch of these shady ass LLCs pop up, like that was happening during the PPP loans and stuff like that, where they're making these things up that that they think are quote unquote businesses as a means to just shell the money under the table to a lot of these guys. I can foresee that happening for sure. So Florida but, State, but, but, Florida State gonna be using their PPP loan money to pay players. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, they they gonna use they 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 keep the key um to uh to to fix the the urinals and um you know the urinals bad up there they gonna you know they still they gotta get some buy some more honey chicken um <laughs> but that's crazy though that like is, Florida State don't got no big company that's around Tallahassee that could sponsor these kids man you gotta I, I mean once once listen nope. I kept telling people um. The Miami market is going to benefit Miami a lot because yeah, there's so a much lot of in Miami. There's so much in Miami that you can market. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you literally can have a small business owner say, I want to give $10,000. You know, just that's just a, just a number $10,000 to a player just to market my business. You literally got small business owners who can do that, like all over Miami. So, mm-hmm. and we, we didn't even have, we, we, 
we haven't even had none of our stars do that yet. We ain't have Rick Ross get somebody in NIL to do um wing stop. You know what I'm saying? We ain't have Trick Daddy do nothing for sale. We Kyle, got so we got so far. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard and so I don't know to go. how true it is, but the lady that um owns Spank. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. Alum, and apparently she don't mess with them. They disrespect her real bad from what I heard, and she will not give them any money at all. You said the lady who owns what? Spanx, like the girdles and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh, the, wow. They said, the, 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 girl said the girl said that um, the girl said that the lady actually uh, what she said, she helped her with more UM shit than Florida State shit. Bring her on board. They also own the, uh, they're part owners of the Atlanta Hawks, if I'm not mistaken, her and her husband, aren't they? Oh, oh wow. From my knowledge, yeah. That's crazy. So y'all saying that the lady who owns Smakes is an is a FSU alum? Or Miami? Yep. No, FSU. FSU. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey, so listen, right? I got a question for everybody who, who um who's able to speak. I want to ask y'all a question. Um, last week, um, the city of Miami approved the new soccer stadium. Um, it's been rumors, or you know, I guess the news is out there that they wanted to get down with the University of Miami to collide, uh, get with Ruiz to collide, you know, join together um, to let you one play at that stadium. How do you guys feel about if it was approved for you to go and play at the stadium? Oh, I, I want to say it first. I prefer a tropical park. Why, yeah, tropical park. Yeah, tropical park is the. I mean, it's the perfect idea. Um, I just don't. I kind of lose lost faith once they approve that stadium. I say, man, I, I they, I don't, I doubt they approve two new stadiums in the city of Miami. But you know, stranger things has happened. Oh, never mind. Don't, don't answer my questions. You understand what you were saying? Yeah, I'm. I, I don't see the point of them going to do another stadium sharing deal. Like, if we're not going to get our own stadium, just stay where the hell you at. Agreed. What you got, Kyle? <laughs> or what you got, Kev? Hey, yo, Kyle, I was just about to say the same thing. Like, if if anything, I mean, you at an actual football stadium that's, you know, more professional, you feel me? Like, I think the hard rock, man, when it's packed, man, like, it's different, man. Like, you know, when – when we had the Notre Dame game and the B-Tech game, it was real. Like, the atmosphere there was just unmatched. So, like, I think as long as we win, man, like, I think, you know, it really don't matter. You feel me? True, true. The only the only issue I have with the Hard Rock is um, it has to be a big game. You know what I'm saying? That's just the NFL stadium. So, if it's not a big game, um, the atmosphere is just not there. You know what I'm saying? But you Notre know the Dame was a big was like that too. Actually, right. you remember, like the OB used to be empty no, but too. the but the, the Orange Bowl is different from the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock is different from the Orange Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That atmosphere, the Orange Bowl was there for centuries. You know what I'm saying? The Hard Rock, once we got there, it just it's, it, the atmosphere. You, it, 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 it had to come to either a Florida State game or a Notre Dame game. The atmosphere is just not there. But you know that's um, Florida. That's that's Florida. Period, though. X. You know we. You know we come. We winning, and when we not, yeah. I mean we gonna stay home. So I mean going to the hard rock, we were never really winning until we had that one little season. Listen, you got the heat in the damn playoffs, and you be seeing empty seats during the damn game. <laughs> Yo, 
too. I mean, that's that's right. why, the only time the season like is when, when the heat up tends. The perfect scenario will be Tropical Park to build your own stadium. Well, um, you know, the way the Ruiz, they they displayed it, how how the whole park will be used, I just feel like it's best for the city because now you Did have that, more jobs. And, I totally agree with you, X. Man, like th- that was the reason why I said I prefer Tropical Park because it's more than just a football stadium. They're looking to renovate that entire park. It's something for the city, for the kids to enjoy, for the high school kids. Could you imagine the kids playing in, in a new football stadium in Tropical Park during high school games? Like you could host Booker T. Washington and Miami Central, uh, yeah. Dillard, all the all the big high schools come down for, for big games. Could you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, that's that 50, 60,000 seats. Yeah, once he, once they said that, I was on board. I was like, we need that, you know. Um, and it's just some some of your, of your own, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just get them get to get away from the sharing thing, um, you know what I'm saying? And then especially the way they done did this the, the, the Dolphins Stadium with the Formula One stuff, uh, they done took away most of the tailgating spots. Um, I just don't. I, I feel like we 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 got our do what we should finally. Yeah, our own stadium. Um, you know what I'm saying? Although the Orange Bowl was there, but the Orange Bowl wasn't ours. We were still ringing out that stadium out. You know what I'm saying? But it was just our own field. But. The, the Orange Bowl was literally the Hurricanes, and it was built for the Hurricanes. And then when the Dolphins were brought in, they were brought into the OB. So, yeah, okay, okay. Before I, before I enter, give my take, where is the stadium supposed to be at? You talk about what's talk about the soccer stadium, yeah. It's and um, where's it going? It's what's the name of the park? It's by the airport, Mel Reese, Mel it's right by the airport, actually. Yeah, right by the airport, and it's, and it's a big area. Um, I just don't feel like the football stadium. I mean, well, we should join with them. Well, the issue, the issue is the following, and I, and I've made and I made and I've made this very clear even when john held his first space when he got uh he did a, a live on uh, his studio with uh oh man he brought in the doctor from um and all that trying to get Corey gable senior high and my first reaction to that was it was a political play for the people with money that have a history of Corey gable senior high to push back on that and then they then they were pushing tropical park when I sat down and analyzed Tropical Park, let's also analyze what's happening in, this, in the county. There's no parks available. Tro- um, Tamami Park, FIU has ended. Uh, I don't know when it's ending, but it's ending with uh, the youth fair because they're taking over more of the space from Tamami Park where the youth fair basically sits, I think, to put student housing in on a couple other buildings. So that park will basically only be baseball fields and basketball field. The fair will no longer be there. Okay. Fair, if we do that to, to Tropical Park, that basically takes away the only park that you can go do other things in Miami-Dade County that is not particularly another city. City of Hialeah has Amelia Earhart Park, and we will lose the youth fair basically maybe to Amelia Earhart because there's no other park that will hold it. So if you do that in Tropical Park, it takes away the use of the park as it is for the community and the the ability to put the youth fair and all these other uh, uh, parks there. So I knew that that was a push. And 
basically for traffic purposes, there's no way that that's going to happen in that neighborhood around $2 million houses. So I knew that the traffic there was not going to be. And knowing that the Moss family is also a booster for the University of Miami and very good friends with John, I knew that this was going to be the ending goal. And I've been saying it from day one, that Mel Reese is the most logical location because, number one, they wanted the whole lot. And the county pushed back, the city of Miami pushed back in saying, we'll only give you half of what you want for the soccer stadium. Now, the commissioner said, we'll agree to the soccer stadium and give you the 99-year lease on all of it if the University of Miami comes in and plays with you guys. If they don't, then, therefore, they won't get the project the way they want it. For traffic purposes, it's ideal because you have the Dolphin, um, the 826, you've got the 112, you've got I-95, and you've got the Palmetto within a five-minute uh, ride from all of them. So you can displace that traffic pretty well instead of Tropical Park, which you would literally have to bring one on-ramp into the park coming southbound. I don't know that you can do it northbound. That, that would be a mess uh, because a lot of you would basically have to bring an on-ramp over $2 million homes, and I doubt anybody in a $2 million home is going to allow you to put an on-ramp over the house. So that logistically doesn't make much sense to go to Tropical. And the fact that Mel Reese within a block and a half has the tri-rail, which would allow you to come from West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and be dropped off there on the train. You've got the metro rail, which basically allows the students from on campus to jump on the train across the street and be dropped off a block away over the bridge. And it allows the um, those people when the, uh, with the bright line eventually gets to Orlando to decide to come down to a UM game, they can literally come down on the train and be dropped off a block and a half away. For tailgating, there is tons of lots that are completely empty right now that used to be car rentals in that area, and they're completely abandoned. So that could be used for tailgating at some point. So logistically, it makes total sense there. And for the county, uh, and the usage would be uh, at Mel Reese. Well, you broke it down like that. That's broke it down like that. I didn't know all that. That's right. That's new. <laughs> well, you, you, that's new. I, I didn't even know they had two million dollar houses over there in Tropical Park area like that. <laughs> but, nah, yeah, um, just look today, at today's it, market. It, probably so. If you look, if you look at the houses, if you look at the far west side of Tropical Park. Those houses sit on a on a on a lake, and those houses there are selling for two million dollars. Oh, wow. Um, on the north side of 56th Street, which is the, uh, I'm sorry, the south side of, of, of the park is uh, Southwest 56th Street. There are uh, acre, two acre homes there that are also selling that are not on the water for $1.8 to $2 million. Some are a little more at their door. Whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Because Coral, yeah, Coral Gables right there, like Miller and all that shit. It's, it's kind of close to that area. So, yeah, they might act so, up. So- I just, I, I just didn't want to keep um, sharing the stadium. But I mean, if it's if it's best, if it's best for the city, um, best for the university, um, then you know we, I'm down for it. Uh, I'm down for it, especially if it's the way they saying that it's not going to be the taxpayers not going to have to pay. I'm, I'm definitely down for it. So. so, Nico, are you are you saying that you're in favor of the 
of the the stadium that they're proposing? Um, I would say yes. Uh, I, I mean, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just straight up tell the truth. I don't like Hard Rock Stadium. I feel like Hard Rock Stadium, the old area, is cursed. Um, <laughs> Why <are> you say <laughs> that? Damn, I mean, man. No, no, no. But to, it, to be, they built over an Indian burial ground. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we cursed. The, the Dolphins ain't won nothing since they started playing at the stadium. I mean, Everything but they named it Hard Rock, though. Actually, <laughs> and named it Hard Rock. They gave the licensing name to um the Hard Rock <laughs> So they gave him the payback. <laughs> hey, man, I feel, listen, the Dolphins and the Hurricanes ain't been nothing since they both been playing at this stadium. So I feel like we should get out while we can, man, but it is what it is. So I was asking, I was asking Nico with with everything he just explained. Is is he in favor of the actual? Oh, heat update. He just won uh, by sixteen. Um, but uh, Nico, are you in favor of this new proposed stadium? Uh, well, the if, stadium. If we're gonna look at what we are, right, uh, and where we're located, I would definitely be in uh, in favor of it because it's gonna take. The, the University of Miami away from the the fact that the Dolphins solely own uh, Hard Rock. So everything is leased there. They don't keep any concessions. They don't keep anything. So it doesn't help, one. Two, when it comes to um, tax laws and, and stuff like that and, you know, um, ownership of, of uh, private um, stadiums and, you know, for example, the, um, it's, 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 it's a better benefit for the owners than if you are basically donating the stadium. Right. So for tax purposes, it's, it's much better for Ruiz and for the Moss that it's built on a lease on a land lease than a donation of the stadium. Cause they can basically, uh, that's it. That they're just writing off the donation, and that that's done, right? When when it comes to the operating and all that, that's all tax tax write off and all that. So it's, so it's a much more benefit, meaning there's more nil money. So I'm looking at it as a as a bigger spectrum. And if they share it and it's built between the Moss and uh, Ruiz, Ruiz is not going to have to cough up uh, five hundred million dollars to build the stadium, meaning there's more available nil money. So I'm looking at it from a broader perspective of as a whole, what's going to benefit the team, the community, and the, the university. And I highly believe that this this conjunction of both teams uniting and bringing a stadium to that to that area will definitely um, be much, much, much uh, beneficial for all. So you're, you're basically saying if, 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 if they do agree to join um, – with the school, the school is going to be able to benefit off of concession stands, sales, and, and um, uh, you know, material, whatever they're doing, they, they'll be able to benefit off that too? I believe so. If they're both putting uh, equal share to get the deal done, because from my understanding, the deal's not going to get done for all of the land if the University of Miami does not go there, because the proposed stadium for soccer was twenty to 25000 uh, Joe Carroyo in his hearing stated that he does not want a 25,000 
person stadium. He wants a 50, 55,000, and they would basically suggest that University of Miami comes in so they can get the approval of of the uh, of the rest of the land. It's not going to be given to them and just be soccer. So they're going to lose out on half of a hundred and something acres if that's the case. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's why I I am ninety nine point five percent sure it's going to go there uh, because on the on the spectrum, it makes sense for everyone involved, right? Uh, it, it, even even the commissioners, because they don't have to give up another park for another stadium, right? And then take away people's uh, usage of parks. And uh, what Ruiz wants to do, I'm all for it. How, how about we renew some of these parks, like Tropical Park Stadium, do one down south and one up like Tras Paz and renew it, right? And, and spend maybe... Uh, 10, 15 million on each and just redo them as a, as a, as a high school stadium. And, and you have three spread out through the city, not all in one location, because unfortunately uh, the school's budget to move these kids along is, it's not going to be that much. So South Ridge, South Dade can't put a, the kids on a bus every weekend and bus them over and play at, at tropical park or, 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 or over at Traz Powell. So doing three stadiums, that he spends 10, 15 million across the, the county would be great instead of one location where he puts all the stadiums. Yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. Man, that makes sense, man. So, man, thanks for, for coming in and dropping that information, man. I definitely didn't know um, about most of that, what you were saying about the, uh, the new soccer stadium and then even over there at Tropical Park area. So, um, Interesting to hear. Um, you know, is it a timetable when you're here? You think we should hear something from UM side and the US family side? I I don't I don't know. I mean I don't I don't I'm not involved in any of that, but um but having uh background in real estate and, and, and kind of having to deal with development stuff like that, um I don't know. I I think they're just trying to iron out what who keeps what and how it's gonna be worked out. Uh, and financials, I think more so now than, than anything else. I think that's what they're probably going to iron out now because from the moment that Joe Corroyo mentioned the fact that the University of Miami needs to come in, I, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Ruiz came out and said, I'm all ears, right? And his tweet. So, uh, and I know that they're, the Moss family is part of the boosters and, and, and part of the board. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not sure uh, at UM. So, so they will um um come in and, and sit down and talk now um a gentleman that works for the FAA mentioned that the, there's there's some issues with the lighting and and whatnot for the stadium and the communication systems so that that's the only thing that that I think that they'll maybe be working out but other than that I don't I don't see it as a big hurdle okay so to me to me it will make the most sense uh to do that as long as UM's getting a cut of that, that profit. That's all I care about, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess if, if, if it's if it's beneficial for the University of Miami, then I'm down for it. Uh, we'll just see um, what, what what type of news comes within um, the months ahead, man. But yeah, we gonna we about to get up out of here, man. Thanks for everybody joining the space. Mama Kelly, I see she's gone. Thanks, Nico, man, for um Spitting that knowledge with, with, with the uh, stadium situation, the soccer stadium situation, man. Um, 
everybody else who came in and spoke, man. Thanks for coming in. Um, Matt, you got anything else to say? No, nah, yeah, once again, uh, appreciate you, X, for hosting the space. Um, yeah, once again, Nico, man, appreciate that insight. Definitely was uh, insightful when we uh, when it gets posted to to YouTube. You know, other people can go back and listen to it and get a understanding of, of everything that was going on. Because, uh, yeah, definitely put insight that I did not have before about, you know, what it is. But appreciate that. Appreciate Mama Kelly with her insight uh, on the NIL deals and everybody else, Kyle. Shout out to y'all for speaking, Gio. Um, and, yeah, man, until next time, man, appreciate y'all.